This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keep Food Simple. Do you have a busy, hectic lifestyle? Always on the go, too busy to cook, and find yourself eating way too much fast food? Keep Food Simple is a Southern California-based food prep service that offers customized meals for all types. Whether you're a vegan, plant-based, whole food, paleo, gluten-free, keto, whatever it may be, Keep Food Simple has got you covered. It's time to take control of your health, boost your overall energy, and feel great about how you eat. Keep Food Simple offers delivery services in LA, San Bernardino, Orange County, and Riverside County. Orders can be placed at keepfoodsimpleprep.com. That's keepfoodsimpleprep.com. Use promo code Herb20 for 20% off your first week of meals. All right, guys, let's get into this podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, leave me a comment, let me know how I'm doing, what more you'd like to hear about. Also, you can, this whole herb session thing can be found on just about any platform now. It's on iTunes, as well as you Android users, it's gonna be on SoundCloud. Everything will be linked in the video description. Thanks for listening. Appreciate all the support. Enjoy. All right, folks. Welcome back. This is episode the big two o. Super excited. I got Johan. 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 <laughs> Pleasure meeting you, dude. Welcome. Welcome Thank to you the for show, having me. Man. Appreciate, appreciate you coming you. on. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Cheers. Who we got here? Rockefeller. <laughs> Rockwell. 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 Cool. Yeah. That's your sponsor, right? Yeah, I have a I have a handful of sponsors. Um they're probably my biggest branded sponsor. Yeah. Just recently got them after my last fight, so. Yeah, you're yeah. A, you're a MMA fighter too, yeah. Yes, sir. Dang, dude. <laughs> dude. You do all kinds of cool stuff. You got an interesting life. It's it's a busy life for sure. Yeah. Busy, busy. So being that this is a big, the big two o, I didn't think I'd make it past my first episode. To be honest with you, <laughs> um, well, congrats! I, thank you. Yeah, yeah. This is all. Um, what is that? Um, just on me. You know, I don't have anybody paying me to say certain things or be a certain way. So no, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, but this is a unique one, being that this is the first time I've ever met you. Yeah, this is actually the first legit like interview who I don't know who you are. Uh, I don't know you personally. Sure. We were brought together by a common friend. Yeah. Um, who is very awesome. I appreciate her for doing this and setting it up. Shout out to Tani. Yeah. Thanks, Tani. Appreciate it. <laughs> but you have a unique, the little things I know a little bit about you. So you're former military. Is yes. that correct? Mm -hmm. You're a former, not a former, you are a police officer. Correct. At current time and you're an mma fighter yes so you're a busy dude very busy yeah um i guess where i want to start i have my opinions about police officers in my last or policing i should say in my sure. last episodes um i have mixed feelings no yeah, <laughs> I, I get everybody uh, does i agree with some of the things they do and i agree i disagree with some of the things they do mm -hmm. um maybe because this is just an outsider looking in. I don't know what you guys really go through day yeah. in, day out. I've been on one ride along. 
mm-hmm. just one, uh, which was a lot of fun. Where was so, that? So uh, back home in uh, my hometown, Apple Valley. Apple Valley? What yeah. state is that in? So it's, you know, have you ever been to San Bernardino County? No. Okay. Um, it's close to... But in California. California, gotcha. Southern California. And I, I grew up in Asperia, Victorville, Apple Valley. It's like a tri-city kind of thing. Yeah. They all just ran into each other. And Victorville is the highest second crime rate in San oh, wow. Bernardino County. It's it's a bad place. You're you're right <laughs> along was probably real eventful. It was. So we were in Apple Valley, which considered a little bit more high class, oh, I guess, gotcha. for that area, which isn't saying much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were busy, man. Like he was pulling up his on his computer, he's like, check Just out my call, call list. Log, yeah. I was like, damn <laughs> You gotta answer. Never all gonna these? catch up. <laughs> he's like, Yeah. And he's like, that's why I kind of like nights because eventually it kind of dies out. Yeah. I was like, dude, I couldn't work in the dark like that for 12 hours. Graveyards is the best. Is it? Oh, it's so much fun. Dang. So much fun. Well, let's, let's start where you got into the military. Well, how, how did, how did that become about? Can you talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Do you feel comfortable? Yeah. Talking? Okay. For sure. Cool, cool. Cool. So, um, I, <laughs> I wanted to join the Marine Corps because I thought they were the hardest dudes, right? Like hardest branch. That's what I wanted to do. Like I've always been a guy, like I want to do the best. Like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to be the best at it type of thing. Right. And I was like, the Marine Corps is that the best. Then you go to special forces, things like that. Right. Um, and I try to convince my mom because I was 17 at the time when I graduated high school, I, uh, wasn't 18 yet. And I try to convince my mom because you have to sign, your parents have to sign for you to go if you're under 18. Okay. My mom did me a huge solid. She said no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say she said yes. No, she said no. So she did me a huge solid. Sure. Shout out to Mama Rubio. <laughs> um, and I was going to go active duty, right? Yeah. And she's like, no. And I had uh, in my mind already convinced that I was going to join the military I was going to be an MMA fighter, do these things, right? And she said, give it a bit until you're 18. Think about what you really want to do. Yeah. Don't just sign away your life yet. Right, right. A couple months passed by. I turn 18. I have my first fight. And I was like, all right, after my first fight, I'm going to go, right? I'm going to go do the military thing now. Dang, you had your first, so you were, you were training all in high school. Yeah, so I had wrestled. Okay for six years and I had been with my coach at that time for close to eight months, I think. Okay. And with my wrestling and with a little bit of jujitsu, my coach is like, yeah, let's throw you in there. Let's see what happens. Sure. Cause you're fighting at an amateur level. Right. Gotcha. Um, but then, you know, my actual recruiters were like, Hey, so this is crazy to me. Cause I know how recruiters are. They will do anything mm-hmm. and say anything to get you to sign. Right. And Staff Sergeant Palferman, good friend of mine now, right? He's now a gunny, but um, he tells me, listen, man, I see what you're doing. And I see you have a talent for this fighting, right? You could actually pursue a career in fighting. Why don't you go reserves instead of going active duty? That way you can stay here and fight doing your fighting and be in the military. One week in a month, a couple weeks in the summer. He's like, worst case scenario, you don't like it, and you go active duty, right? 
you could still transfer it over to go oh, active duty. Oh, I didn't know that you could do that. Yeah. I thought once you're in, you're like in. Well, so like if you're reservist, you can transfer to go active duty. But if you're active duty, you can't go to be a reserve. reserve. Okay. You have to complete your contract. Gotcha. And so he did me a huge solid with that and worked out. It just joined the Marine Corps, was with 4th LAR, Charlie Company. Shout out to my boys. Nice. Um, I wish I, Williams. I wish I knew what when people were like, yeah, Charlie Company 3. I was like, damn, I wonder what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I never could figure it out. But those dudes, you guys know. Yeah. That's what's wild. Like, dude, they know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah, you know, like what you're, like you're in and... Yeah, so they have like Fox Company up by the U. Okay. Um, they're like a straight leg, just infantry guys. They'll, uh, like they'll understand. Like they, they're not 4th LAR. Huh. You know? um, I don't yeah. exactly know what unit. They're, they, I can't remember. They're Saints and Sinners. I know that's their, they're kind of their motto, Ooh, Saints and Sinners. Gotcha. So you, how long were you in military? Six years. Six years. Six years. I actually just got out in March of this year. Oh, dang, dude. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> Here, here's what tri trips me about service. I I had the same opportunity as you did. Some recruiters kept showing up to my houses. They're like, hey, man, you're 18. What do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know, man. I just graduated high school. Come to find out I couldn't do it because my eyesight was just horrible. Yeah. And same with policing, because I was like, I want to, I want to do that too. And like, dude, your eyes, you'd be shooting at our guys. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we can't be in the military. You'd be shooting at us. Yeah, <laughs> like, all right. You don't know what you're looking at, man. <laughs> yeah, we gotta know. You gotta know what you're looking at. So that left the door in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, but I look at it now, and I, I've had some friends come in and out of the military, and they're like, I would never go back. No. I was like, damn, it's I it's like it. that. And then I meet folks like you, and I'm like, dude. I, I had a it, blast, but I would never do it again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there is um, a, a lot that you guys go through that's just insane, especially uh, Marines, right? Yeah. So here's the here's the thing with that, right? So you go through your basic training, you do your school of infantry, and you're trained for this one purpose: is to go to war, right? Yeah. Being a reservist, you don't get the same opportunities as active duty does. And, you know, I will never claim to be anything I'm not. So, like, I was in the military. I did the military thing. I did the Marine Corps thing, right? Like, I was, I was a Marine, right? I went to the same school as then. I went through a school of infantry, you know. But I didn't deploy. And there's a lot of guys nowadays that haven't deployed because, just because of the time we're in, right? Right. Like, our unit, the last time they deployed, I think... <sighs> I want to say it was like 2010 Dang. was the last time they had deployed and they deployed to like Afghanistan. Um, and it was real hot. You yeah. Could imagine. And so when I went in, I was expecting like we were close to a rotation where we were going to go on deployment, but it was going to be a mule, meaning you're like touching just for everybody to really understand. It's like, you're kind of touching base at different places, like different countries mm -hmm. just to keep a rotation, to keep military out. Right. But you're not really, you're not in combat, like you're, you're training, but you're not in combat. You're not in scary areas usually, right? Um, and our rotation didn't come. They never gave us the mule. A couple of Dang. 
deployments came up to go to Afghanistan, which I know like a couple of my buddies and I volunteered for, mm -hmm. but here's the Marine Corps for you. Okay. Here's oh, the Marine Corps. giving me the rundown. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a corporal at the time. Okay. So there's always ranks, right? So there's yeah. like private first class, private, Lance Corporal, Corporal, Sergeant, Staff Sergeant, so on and so, so forth. On. So I was a Corporal right below Sergeant. Gotcha. At the time, they were only taking Sergeants to go to these deployments. Why is that? Because it's the Marine Corps. Interesting. Because I was, I was an 0311, okay. um, but I was also a scout, meaning I was just with our LAVs and stuff, you know, but I was a door kicker. You know, I was a team leader at the time. Gotcha. And... I was like, perfect. This is perfect for me, right? Because you do this GLT where you go to the country, Georgia, for five months-ish, five to six months. You train them, and then you deploy with their army to Afghanistan for another four to five months, right? So it becomes a, it's a real deployment, right? Um, but... Because I wasn't a sergeant, they wouldn't take me. They wouldn't take me and a couple of my other buddies that I thought were really qualified to go at the time, right? And we're like, this would be perfect. But they're like, nope, you're not a sergeant. You can't go. So I, at that point, I was like crushed. I was like, this is why I joined, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's why a lot of dudes join and women. They don't, they don't take me. So a bunch of my buddies go. They go do their thing to come back. A second GLT comes up. I'm not a sergeant yet still. And they're like, sorry, man, we're only taking sergeants. And I was like, dude, why did I even join? What do you got to do to get to be a sergeant you, from where you were, from your rank? So you got to do classes and stuff. Okay. Um, and then, but the biggest thing is just doing your time and grade, how long you're the previous rank for, right? Okay. I can't remember how long it was to be a sergeant. Maybe it was like 18 months, 24 months of being a corporal. Okay. So. Towards so you just the, had to put in time. Towards the end of my career, I became a sergeant. It was all good, but there was no deployments. And I was like, you know what? I'm over it. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm over this Just thing. hit and miss, hit and miss. <laughs> but so, like, shout out to all the people that actually went, that actually did it, did the thing, right? Right. Like, I, I did my time in the Marine Corps, and I did my time in the military, and I was ready to go. They didn't take me, and that will always be a thing that I look back, and I'm like, dude, that sucks that's what I wanted to do right but I won't regret it because it got me to where I am sure but I would not do it again uh, I would make that very clear <laughs> <laughs> dang so since you didn't make it and you never got to officially deploy what do they have you doing in the meantime training just train, just train, 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 train. train every one weekend a month a couple weeks in the summer the coolest place I got to train was Latvia, which is next to Georgia, okay. um, out by Russia. And Ooh. we got we went there for a month to train. And gotcha. that was cool. That was a great experience. Very good training. Um, and, I mean, yeah, a lot of good experiences in the military. Made a lot of good friends, you know? Yeah. Friends, lifelong friends, you know? Dang. Dang, man. I had a friend who... Kind of a similar similar story, but he he was kind of a dark. Mm -hmm. He went into the Navy, and I'm not dissing the Navy, but he went in because he lived in like he knew there was nothing else for him. Yeah, like that was his way out to the world. This fool joins. He spent four years every day just painting boats. Every day, <laughs> every day. <laughs> I was like, bro, that's all you want to do. He's like, 
it's easy. I get to smoke cigarettes and I don't have to deploy. <laughs> and I'm just painting boats. Yeah. I did for four years. <laughs> but that'd be hard. I could imagine like you're doing all this training, like training that civilians have no idea is even going on, you know, some hardcore stuff. And then it kind of just, yeah. All right, no, not yet. No, we don't need you. And then I'm out. And then you finish and then you're done, man. Damn. But like I said, it got me to where I am. Right. And it actually kind of translates into the law enforcement world to an extent. Sure. Right. So it, it did help me in a lot of ways. And it helped me stay out of trouble, you know, being yeah. younger, being a younger oh, kid, sure, doing dude. some dumb stuff, you uh, know. What's your age now? I'm 25. You're 25. You know, I was going to bring this up, and I'm glad that you're 25, because I've thought about that. That's usually when the mind is kind of done developing. Mm-hmm. So you had all this, like, really good training. You, you've been put under a lot of stress. You know how to handle the stress. Now you're 25 in law enforcement. Yeah. I think that would probably be the the new thing. When I look at law enforcement, I'm 35. Mm-hmm. So I kind of get to say a little something because I'm older. You know, I kind of seen things a little bit. <laughs> I get to use that card. But I see when I see like 20 year olds that are police officers, I'm like, what makes you think that you're ready to handle anything? Very young. At that age. Very Adult young. stuff. Sure. You know, um, that's just how I look at it. I think if you have, you know, you got training, you got wrestling, you, you know how to take down dudes without reaching for the gun first is the new thing people talk about yeah um, shoot first ask questions later right say. right right and i think that would be a 20 year old mentality me at 20 years old dude someone gave me a gun why not use it you know that'd be the first thing i would reach for yo and they send 18 <laughs> year olds out to war yeah same thing bro same like thing. wild just shoot i'm like dude i don't know if that's a good idea but it kind of worked out for you because you didn't get to go and have to, I guess, I'm not trying to disarm what you went through in your training, but you were never like, they weren't like, all right, just yeah. shoot, keep shooting. Yeah. You know? And yeah, and they don't, they do a really good job of instilling in you, especially in the time that I went in, because it was less of a, less of a war time, right? So it was more of a peaceful era, they yeah. would say, obviously. Stuff still goes down, you oh, know, for all sure. the time. Things but, we don't know about. Yeah. Things I don't want to know about, yeah. to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, it's just, they train you really well to understand who you're shooting at and why you're shooting at them in the military. Sure. They're not just like, hey, here's a gun. Go shoot those yeah. guys because they're wearing the wrong uniform, you know? Right, right. So I think they do a really good job of that. But like I said, especially now now that we're more in a peaceful era back when it was hot you know there's a storm i don't know what they were training back then but i could imagine it wasn't anything good because they were probably going hard they were like dude we need to freaking hit the ground running which makes sense yeah but now it's a different time it's a different era it is a big change in a lot of things but i think the training you had my take is it like you you're one of the few special ones i should say you've been in the military at a young age you understand how to use a firearm when to use a firearm yeah i think 
what policing needs to change is there needs to be like military training for a good year before entering police training. Something along these lines of, I, I just find it really weird that a high school kid can go right in. So uh, with, I don't know if it's changed. Yeah. So you have to be 21 by the time you graduate the academy, right? Okay. Which is still pretty young, right? You're still pretty young. Stupid young. But there are squared away guys that can be that age. Definitely. You know, definitely. There can be squared definitely. away guys. Um, the keywords that I was picking up on that you were just talking about that I agree with training. Yeah. Training. That is where we are lacking as a nation. Not, not as like my department, not as the surrounding departments, just the nation in general. Right? Yeah. So cops have to be held to a higher standard. Right? I De think definitely a lot of people can agree with that because you're trusted. They give you a, a gun. Right. And they say, here are all these laws. Go enforce them. Yeah. Right. A lot of laws, dude. A lot, a lot, of, lot laws, of laws. A lot of laws. I think people fail to realize, too, there is so many laws that um, I scratch my head. I'm like, that's a law? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, when did that come into play? Yeah. But you guys have to know. And you have to understand and you have to make decisions in a split second. Is what he's doing illegal? I don't know. Now he's running at me with a knife. Like, hey, they call you about a suspicious dude knocking on someone's window at night. He show up, you know, hey, bro, what are you doing? Turns around, he has a gun. Now what do you do? Right. Or takes off running. Do I chase him? Like he was just knocking on someone's window, but it's suspicious, right? right? You know, so it's like you have to understand all these key things and what you can and can't do. And the biggest thing is training, training scenarios, training with firearms, training physical fitness more importantly nowadays training in fighting yeah that is what saves people that's what saves suspects and that's what saves police officers right yeah. so very true training is key yeah i've heard um because i pay i'm sure you guys the world changed for you when the floyd floyd thing happened um you know, I have to agree with training because I work in the medical field. And before we get back to the Floyd thing, and we can't, you can't just, because I'm a CT tech, you can't just be like, I'm going to be a CT tech today. No, this, a couple years of training, yeah. and that's for you to kind of understand things. And then once you get a job, there's more training. There's more policies, procedures. Sure. Um I'm not saying mine is any close to what you guys have to go through, but I get you can't just wake up and be a 21-year-old and think you have, like, enough training, no. you know? And I hate to yeah. bash the younger folks. Like you said, there are some dudes that are savvy, and they got it. But, you know, it's also there's some dudes who are just super like, uh, what am I doing? Yeah. So uh, I th Yeah, let's arrest. We're going to arrest you. For what? <laughs> yeah. You know? You have to understand. You have yeah. to understand the laws. You have to understand what you're doing. But can't stress it enough, folks. Training. Training. Yeah. Dang. So 
since you got out of the military, we're now we're in the police force. Yeah. How did you come across getting into that? So. So you you were in the you were a police how long now? Uh, almost four years. Four years. So you were still active duty. Yeah, I was still in the reserves. In yeah. Reserves. Yeah. While I was doing the police thing. Gotcha. How did you come across the police thing? So my brother joined the police force before I did. The moment he joined, I was like, dude, that's what I want to do. And I was a security guard at the time because I was okay. like military. And I was like, I want to do something a little bit more related to this field. Gotcha. But like it didn't really cross my mind to be a police officer. I was like, being security would be cool, right? Yeah. Like being that cool security guard. <laughs> and you're like, you, like people see Paul Blart and they're like, hey, Paul Blart. You yeah, know? yeah. Rain of cops. Yeah, you know, rain of cops, all, that all the things. I actually got in more fights being a security guard than I did being a cop. Because they don't admit, respect they, Yeah, you. they don't respect. They don't I, respect you. I'm guilty of it too. I'm like, yeah. what are you going like, to do, bro? Yeah, what are you going to do? do? You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so yeah, my brother joined, and I was like, dude, that's what I want to do. So I had to wait until I was 21. Um, started applying, you know, but like I had, you know, I had the military thing already. Yeah. I had already had fighting experience um firearm experience so it's like the biggest thing was learning how to talk to people and just random people and learning how to be authoritative right because like a lot of people don't like confrontation no they're no, like i don't yeah i'm not i'm not looking to wake up and be like dang what can i stir up today <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah so you gotta like learn how to like hey like this is my scene. I'm going to take control of it. You cannot cross this line, right? Or you need to learn how to talk to people like, hey, some dudes, you know, you just got to be chill with, you know? Even yeah. though they're doing bad things, you just got to be like, listen, bro, like, I get it. You don't want to go to jail, but let's just do this thing real quick, like, you know? Yeah. So being a security guard, I was a security guard for the library downtown. Okay. So it's real eventful. That yeah, is yeah. the freaking... That is place. It? Oh my gosh. Oh, I thought you were kidding, but you're no. it's legit, huh? Oh my gosh. Why is it eventful? Just there's a lot of like homeless tinkering tinkering yeah, around there. There's a lot of a homeless population that go in there. And there's a lot of people, I should say, that show up drunk, high, freaking to the library? Fighting. Yeah, you would <laughs> dude, you're you're what? like, this is the library. That'd be I'm the trying last to read place books. I want to go. I'm trying to read books. Maybe hop on the internet for everything, you know? Yeah. Get but, drunk and go to the library, huh? Yeah. It's Dang. weird. Weird. How it, interesting. It's, uh, I worked for CBI security. You know, mm -hmm. they've always been good to me. Good dudes out there. Um, and at the time, that was our most active site. Like you were wow. getting into stuff all the time. All the time. How interesting. Like I had a dude there pull a freaking dagger on me. Because we were like, because he had stole a tip jar. And he stole a tip jar. We see him like a couple days later and we're like, hey, dude, walk over to the office with us. The cops are going to come because he stole a tip jar and it had like, I don't know how much money he had, but I'm like, hey, but we need to report it. Please need to come. You know, yeah. he pulls out a dagger and I'm like, oh, dude, I'm about to get stabbed. So then me and my buddy have our firearms and we draw our firearms, you know, this yeah, is being a security guard, man. I'm like, bro, what is happening? What just, <laughs> what just really happened? Happening? <laughs> dude, I'm like, what just happened right now? But it's just like, yeah, it's crazy. Got in wow. so many fights. What was the most gnarly thing that you saw there as a security guard? I wouldn't say gnarly, but like it was pretty cool. Like 
a real heads up librarian. Uh-huh. There was a guy that had murdered someone at the Red Butte Gardens. I don't know if you remember that. Up at the U. He had murdered someone out in a different oh. state with his girlfriend. Whoa. Comes over to Utah. Murders this, uh, murders this, I think he was a male in his car, trying to like carjack him or something. Kills him. And it's Halloween. Man, this is back in like 2016, 2017. Uh-huh. And he, maybe 2017, I think. Um, and the whole city is like on lockdown. Like they're looking for this dude. It's Halloween day. Like it's about to be Halloween That's night. That's comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like it's about to be Halloween night. Like people are like, we don't want to send our kids out. There's a for murderer sure. on the loose, you know? For sure. And a real heads up librarian freaking just like doing his job, you know, at a desk on one of the third floor, I think. He just like looks up, see so sees the guy, matches the guy's description, looks down. He's literally looking at the article on his computer about oh, this guy. Oh, looks at it man. and then he turns around and he goes, Holy shit, I think that's the guy. <laughs> so he calls me and my buddy up. And uh he's like really like kind of like in shock. He's like, Hey, did you hear about that murderer guy? We're like, yeah, dude, that's crazy. And he goes, I think he just walked into the bathroom. We're like, what? Ooh. And he was so serious. Like, I just remember that. Like, that oh, oh, this is happening. Yeah. This yeah. is happening. The security guard that I was with at the time, not about that life. No. Not about it. He's a big dude. Is he? But he wasn't about the life, man. Really? No. But man, so, I feel if I was big and built, kind of like you are, <laughs> dude, dude, I had no problem <laughs> going up to folks. You look like a Viking, man. Damn. But he wasn't he was, about that life, no? man. Wow. Yeah. So Some we walk dude, over huh? to the bathroom and I tell him, I'm like, hey, there's still people in there with him. We need to go in and get him. Yeah. I call over my supervisor. I'm like, hey, start calling the police. Like, we're going to go take this guy into custody. And the guy, like the big dude looks at me and he takes a step back like, oh. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're doing it. <laughs> doing the thing. We walk in. Dude, just like, simple is really dumb. This is how inexperienced that was at the time. So dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Going in on a guy like that? Yeah. With a... Uh, like well, civilians around that kind of situation. Well, the, the problem is like we don't know what he's gonna do. Uh -huh. This guy's on loose. He's already freaking, you know. But so I like really didn't understand how to handle the situation the way I should have. There are ways now that I know how to handle it perfectly, or maybe not perfectly, but more tactfully, right? Sure. But so I walk in. He's using the urinal, and I see the tattoo on his neck. I'm like, oh, that's the guy, right? Yeah. But there's still someone in there with him, kind of like behind him. And I'm like, ooh, I don't want him. I don't want like this to end up in a position where he takes a gun out and I end up shooting. And then like the bolts are bouncing because sure. bullets bounce, you know. Yep. And there was another guy in the stall too. And I was like, all right, well, I'll back out and wait. See if he comes out or wait and see if the other people come out. Right. So I start backing out and he looks and he sees me through the mirror reflection. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, God. man. So he knows. I was like, oh, no. Here he goes. Here and he go. goes, and he goes, just real calmly. Hey, just let me use it. Let me finish using the bathroom. And then I'll go with you. I was like, all right. Okay. Sounds good to me. Just real calm. So I come back out and I tell my buddy, I was like, hey, he's going to come out. 
civilians walk out, whatever, walk back in, and he's leaving the urinal. Then he comes over, gets on his knees, turns around, and I just put him in cuffs. Whoa. And, buddy, and I was like, oh, that was that was fast. That was easy. Yes. Dang. Real, real inexperience showed there, though. Like, yeah. That should have been handled way better. How now that you have experience, what would you would have done different if so, given given where where you're at now? As a police officer, there's different tactics that I would have used having different tools. Like we have shields now, we have less lethal tools, we have sure. you know. Um like I think a best situation, right? You're using a shield. Get in there with the guy, right? Pin him against the wall, right? Um, be having there be civilians in there now that makes it different. That makes it a lot more complicated, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe we don't peek in there yet. Maybe we see if he just walks out because there's no stimulus. Like he's just using the bathroom right now, right? Right. So maybe we just wait out, see if he walks out, then handle it, right? But um, maybe it's a false alarm. Maybe it's not even the guy, you know? Mm. So a lot of different things. But as a security guard, I think the best solution would have been is if me and the guy would have just pinned him while he's taking a leak, just pin him against the urinal. Boom. Pin him, grab his arms real quick. Each of us grab an arm. Boom. Cuff. Like, all right, bro. Sorry. We're going to have to help you pull your pants up. Let me finish. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like this isn't, this isn't a dude that stole a candy bar. Right. He murdered two people. Murdered two people. So. Jeez. Yeah, there's just like so many possibilities, like so many different things. Like I just know better solutions to it, I guess. I yeah. don't have the perfect answer. There's so many because those those bathrooms are real secluded and there's like a little bridge you have to walk to to get to the bathrooms. Oh. So it's like it complicates things. Yeah. You know, so dang man. I don't know, man. See, but, I wouldn't I should be like, dude, let's go in there and get out. Let's be the heroes. <laughs> Woo-hoo. So many things to think about. So many things, but it's good. My time at the library was uh, was good. It helped prepare me a lot for the police world. It helped me yeah. learn how to talk to people. I think that's the biggest yeah. thing that I took is how to talk to people. Yeah, I get I get that vibe too. Because there's some officers where um, I have a funny story. I came home and I forgot the alarm to my house here. I was like, right when I walked in, I was like, I can't remember the alarm. So the alarm's just going, just going. Yeah. I'm like, all right, the cops are going to show yeah. up because I forgot. Sure. And um, so I made breakfast and I'm just waiting. The alarm keeps going. And finally they, they showed up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on in, guys. They're like, there's about four of them. I'm like, uh, four of you? Yeah, it's like a burglary alarm. Yeah. yeah. They're like, um, so you live here? I'm like, yeah. And I was just up front. I was like, look, man, I forgot the alarm. Like, I honestly forgot. The- well, can we see your ID? Absolutely. Do you have a key to the house? Yeah. I was like, my car's in the garage. If you guys want to run that too, um, by all means. Like, and then he asked um, what the dogs' names were. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of clever. That's actually smart. Yeah, yeah I would have yeah, never yeah. asked. Like, because if I'm if I had a stutter, they they would know. They're they're savvy that way. But they were all super cool. Yeah. They weren't like, get outside. Uh, let me see your hands. Uh, you know, they didn't. They weren't very. They're just like. What, 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 yeah, what's going, going on? Thing, I'm, talking, yeah. I'm like, if you guys want to wait till I get a hold of the homeowner <laughs> yeah, yeah. to get to get her on the phone by apps, all means, you guys can hang out. Like, I'm not. I just forgot. 
Sure. And they're like, no, nah, it's cool, man. Like, you have a good day. Just, you know, try write that code down somewhere and stuff like that. Yeah. But they talked to me like a normal person. Mm-hmm. They weren't hustling me. They weren't like stirring with me. Because I've had some cops who were stirring with me and I'm stirring right back. Like, that's not the smart thing to do either. But it's like, dude, like, I, I wasn't looking for trouble. Like, sure. You, you pulled me over, you asked me, and you don't. But then I have to think about, like, they don't know who they're walking up to. They don't know who's in the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't know if there's somebody no, hiding don't. upstairs. Yeah, they don't know. You they know? don't know. Like, you could be, you could be look like, hey, dude, I'm just chilling, right? Yeah. And I could have played it off guy. really yeah. good. Sure. I could have played it off like, man, all right, yeah, he lives here, and I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I have to think about that, too. And I think the world needs to start understanding that, too. Like, yeah, there's a lot of mistakes, and it's all over the news, um, especially back to the Floyd thing. That was something that should have never happened. And unfortunately, it did, and everybody saw it. And now everybody wants to defund. And I was like, dude, look at what Portland did defunding. Not working out. Not a place to live. You know? Um, so I think um, we, I think as we need to understand too, you know, what, you know, if they're, there's some sort of program that we can see what officers do, like if ride-alongs were more sustainable, yeah, to you yeah. know, so available like, to ride-alongs. Yeah, they're open. Like if you go to any department, you know, they'll let you do it. They'll let you do them. You just got to yeah. fill out a form. They do a background check, make sure you're not like a cop killer. You know, <laughs> like hey, we've been looking for you. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming in. They're like yeah, sure, come for a ride-along, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, come for that ride-along, dude. Sit in the back seat. <laughs> take you right over to jail dude thank you (laughs) but yeah no i agree i agree i wish i wish people would understand more that you know at the end of the day cops just want to go home they just want to do their do their thing help people that they can help and then go home yeah take their breaks when they can if they can you know if it's not crazy yeah and then go home that's it i agree man it's just um it's hard because then I don't know if you've even had to fight. Um, I guess if it's okay, I bring it up. But, you know, the, the racism issue, you know, the stereotypes. the Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, and you're not a white cop. Yeah, I'm and Hispanic. I'm not, no, I'm not mad dogging white cops. I'm sure. just saying that is the narrative that in the is, world right now. That is the narrative white cops, in the world. Racist. And, and, you know, I've actually... In my time in law enforcement, with all the different agencies I've met, with all the different people I've met, I have not met a cop that I'm like, this is my experience, right? Sure. Absolutely. I have not met a cop that I'm like, wow, I think this cop's racist and this is an issue, right? Um, I have never met a cop where I've been like hey i should probably bring this up to somebody like this is an issue right and i'm not saying there's bad there's not bad cops out there oh for sure we've seen it on tv there's 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 bad bad, cops out there for sure but i i guarantee 99.9 percent of the cops out there are good and just trying to do their job yeah yeah are some of them not as good as others for sure like maybe they suck right (laughs) not as athletic they're not you know overweight yeah, you know? maybe they're not up to speed on their laws and their policies. Like, yeah, they should be 100%, right? 
Yeah. But I have not met a cop where I'm like, man, this is an issue. He's racist, right? Where he's racist or he's treating people based on just the way they look, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like one of those things, like I've never really, you know, people would call me racist all the time, dude. And just, I you think know, it just goes over my head. And I'm just like, whatever, man. You can call me whatever you want. I've been yeah. called worse, you know. Oh, I bet it just um, goes over my head. Like I had a, I had this, uh, I had this Hispanic kid. We had the same last name. Call me racist. Do you find that interesting? I'm like, bro, bro, bro. we're from we're cut from the same cloth, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, you're calling me a racist because I'm wearing a police uniform. That's why you're calling right. me a racist. I mean, how do you have to fight that a lot out there? Do you, you know, do you have to pull or pull people aside and they just obviously say, you're doing this because I'm this ethnicity or you get I, that a lot? You know, I have gotten it a bit, but not a ton. I've gotten it a bit, but it's they usually they're actually pretty like some can obviously you just can't get through to them. You can't like, you can't reason with them. Right? Sure. You can give them all the facts straight to their face. Like, Hey, this is this and this, right? Yeah. They we, just, you, just... we got you on camera. You're stealing. It's you. Nope. Nope. It's because I'm <laughs> yeah, white, I'm right? Like I'm X, Y, Z. Yep. Cause yeah. I'm white. Cause I'm black. Cause I'm Hispanic. You know, that's why you're doing this. It's like, no bro, you're the suspect. Yeah. You're the one that was caught on video doing this. You were the one that they told us to look out for. We stop you. You have the burglary tools, you know, you have the items that they said you stole, right? Like, like how much more clear can I make that to you? Yeah. And so it's like, the biggest thing is there's just people that are going to say what they say because they want excuses. They do bad things and they want an excuse and it is what it is. You just can't get through to them, you know, but, but like I said, yeah, there are bad cops out there. I get that. We need to weed those out for sure. We don't want them on the department. Nobody wants them there. Yeah. I don't think even civilians want that. No. Like, no, dude. I I want cops to go home. I don't want to do that job. Dude, that would be the last job. Now that I'm older, I don't want that job. No, thanks. When I did that right along, I was like, why are we, we're grown adults breaking up grown adults. Yeah. All day. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, we're like high school breaking up high school fights yeah you know people just can't get along no. and that was the majority of the calls we saw was domestic disturbance i guess you would call sure. it um just folks can't get along yeah that was it that was their busiest thing out there and don't get me wrong it was a violent place too like gunshots but oh, sure 90 percent of the time domestic stuff i was like dude this i feel bad for these dudes and you gotta go home and like wind down just like oh my god yeah. people just can't get along dude wake up dude again yeah wake up dude again you know and i uh, you know i tip my hat to you guys i i can't i can't do that job there's no way and um so yeah i appreciate that no, appreciate what you, you guys thank do you. we oh, like the support did you guys see any big changes when the floyd thing happened when it when it came to policing there was some changes within certain departments, right? So like our departments changed certain things, other departments changed certain things, you know, but I think as a nation, a big switch got flipped, right? Yeah. And cops weren't popular at this time still, right? Like before the George thing, they weren't popular. I, think, like I don't think you popular. guys have ever been really popular. You know, you know? and well, I, I remember 
like not to be like no, rude, yeah. but I, I haven't been we're like yeah <laughs> so like i remember growing up like as a kid i thought cops were pretty cool like i th- i thought that was like a pretty cool thing like you know you see mm-hmm. like you know you see someone they're like oh dude your dad's a cop like dude that's cool and that's pretty cool you know like yeah. my grandpa was a cop in mexico who's a chief of police out there dang mexico's you know, wild from what i from what i hear yeah you know, that's just what we're fed I, <laughs> I don't know how true any of it is but apparently it's is it, it has its place yeah, yeah. its moments you know <laughs> but um yeah i remember thinking that i was like dude that's cool like, yeah you know and you know then you hit your teenage years and you're like f the police you know oh, like, yeah, oh yeah. dude I'm same <laughs> thing yeah you listen yeah, to you're getting a little all the trouble, songs yeah, that are against the cops way, you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you get into that like oh dude f the police or whatever but dude i had a really cool uh school resource officer he was a marine and he went on to be a school resource officer and super cool, dude. Awesome. Yeah. Super awesome, dude. Outside of the school, I was like, yeah, with my friends. Cause you know, they hype you up and you're like, yeah, F the police. Like we're we'll running from police. Uh-huh. You yeah, know, yeah. they ever show up yeah. and uh, catch yeah. Me. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then in school, I'm like, I like talk to him and he's just like a regular dude, just a regular guy, just living his life, doing his thing, you yeah. know? And after the military, like I was like, yeah, I mean, nobody really wants to be a cop right now. Like, Mm-hmm. And especially after the George Floyd thing, yeah. like a lot of people are, after the riots and stuff, they're like, yeah, we're bouncing. Bye. Were you down there when the riots took off? Yeah. So I think like everybody was. Like, yeah. Everybody. I could imagine. Dude. I, so when I first moved here, I'm, I'm not originally from here. Um, obviously I told you from SoCal, but I was living downtown when the riots took off. Oh, wow. And I could see, dude, I could see, uh, National Guard helicopter. I think it was National Guard that was out National roaming Guard the street. Out. Yeah. And I could see it from my window. I was like, oh my God. And then I could see the smoke. And then I could see the crowd. I was like, dude, it's right in front of my house. Yeah. And then I actually was working up at the U at the time. And um, we went into code. I forget what the code was. But it's a internal disaster where we expecting a lot of hurt people and dude it was a nightmare and we had a couple of officers come in there were yeah a lot of beat up hurt. Yeah. yeah and uh what was it like for you being on were you just like what in the world it's just an insane event i think overall yeah for everybody right worldwide like, people, are, people are yelling at you and that's what you train for like uh-huh. um so i was actually part of the riot squad at the time it's so, like part of the actual team right so I'm like, well, I have all the gear. Like I was prepared, right? But dude, you have guys from Sandy, freaking Draper, Spanish Fork showing up. They got nothing. Nothing. Dude, these are guys that are standing right next to me that just are standing, uniforms. just standing in their <laughs> uniforms, man. Just getting, they're getting, getting we're getting freaking, on. I saw a hatchet fly through the air at our cops hatchet freaking manhole covers uh wow they were getting manhole covers i got hit yeah i got hit with a freaking uh (laughs) freaking electric scooter thing and i'm like dude and these guys are just like they have the guts to come out here and just sit here and freaking take it all take it all with us and i'm like that's that's when i was like like the police world were tight like those guys were willing to be there next to us yeah take all this and have our backs right 
and it really like that was like a super huge event that turned my mindset that I'm like these guys will always have my back right no matter what I remember I passed off my shield and you know stuff to someone else because like dude take this you have nothing yeah 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 so it's just like that's crazy yeah, they're they call changed. them into a riot and then they don't have riot gear for them yeah, well is this not it was a just like thing? such a it was such it was like yeah. i don't nobody expected it yeah they're like say, dude this yeah, is yeah you, we should all have riot gear but not really I this think is this be is salt lake city yeah that wouldn't happen here yeah that happens in la that yeah, happens in yeah. new york that happens big, big in chicago like this is Salt Lake. That's not gonna happen. We're gonna have 10, 20 people show up and freaking create some <laughs> issues and then get arrested. Yeah, dude. That, you know? That's what tripped me out when I moved here. I'm like, dude, I've never heard anything about Salt Lake acting up. You know, nobody does. Then all of a sudden, dude, they are on the news. I got people back home saying, "You okay?" Yeah. I'm like, dude, Utah's on the map. <laughs> yeah, but but like, it's huge crazy. shout out to all those people that showed up. You know. Doesn't matter their size, doesn't matter their race, doesn't matter their gender. They showed up and they freaking they got on the line, ran. They were ready. They're ready to defend yeah. the other cops and the people in the city, right? Yeah. The civilians, the people that don't want to be. Yeah, they don't want any the part people of that it. don't want their businesses destroyed, their livelihood. How how you know people that own those small businesses that got trashed? It's like yeah, they're small family owned businesses. You know, it's like who gives them that money? Right. Maybe insurance, right? Right, maybe, maybe. maybe right? Yeah. What kind of insurance do you have covered for a riot? You know, like I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not a business owner, but you know, I can't imagine it's like the next day they're like, oh, here's a check. Like, you know, yeah. It probably takes a while. Yeah. And if the, their main income is coming in from day in day out and being there, they're not getting money. They're not. They're not able to help their families. You know. So it's like, dude, hats off to all those people that showed up, freaking help out. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it was, dude. I think I saw a dude down there with like a crossbow, shooting yeah. arrows. Yeah, shooting There's arrows. A dude with, there was crossbow, dude. Yeah, yeah crossbow, dude. <laughs> crossbow, dude. She ended yeah, up he, on the news. Yeah, he made the news. I was like, well, hold up. Yeah, There's a dude down there shooting arrows. Yeah, for even, what? I, can't <laughs> I have know? no idea what was going on with that. And Which, don't get me wrong. I think we all felt when I saw the video. I was like, wait, what happened? And then I saw what this officer did. I was like. Man, that was hard. That is disturbing. And I get why people are upset, but to shoot arrows and throw hatchets. Or it's like even... I don't know what that's solving. Even like, know? yeah, just rioting in general, right? Like, why is that? Why do they think that's going to catch anyone's attention? Like, why do you think that's going to be the change? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. You destroying other people's livelihoods is not going to change anything. Yeah. It's just, I wish there was a better way for people. I think that's the only way people feel to be heard. Yeah. You know, I don't have time to go to court and fight, you know, and spend money I don't have sure. to change the way policing should. Um, I get why protests did happen, but I also remember like, when's the last time a protest actually worked? Sure. Uh, you know that laws, that's, need to be, laws need to be changed. Yeah, you know people need to understand that things can't happen overnight. Like if something wrong happens, like let it, let it, let it take its course, right? Sure. So like, um, with that whole ordeal with the George Floyd thing, like I, you know, 
lack of training, lack of training, understanding, and just a bad cop. Yeah. Right. Like I, I will say that. Like I don't think that's a good cop. Like who does that? Yeah. Apparently you know? he had a record too. And yeah. They, they, and that's where it comes back on their department. Like, hey, this guy's got a temper. Um, yeah. I don't so, think he should be out there anymore. Yeah. And they and, just let him keep going. So I see why they're upset about that too. Yeah. You know? And you know, and like the biggest thing, like I can't stress it enough, is training. Like imagine if that cop had some jujitsu training in his life. Yeah. He's not putting in his knee on someone's neck. No. Like he'll probably freaking wrap up his arm, come over him. Oh, he's still thrashing? Okay, I'll fold his legs up, you know? Yeah. You know? And just hold him in a good position. Use my freaking hip control, neon belly, neon waist type of thing. And he's not again now. He's not moving. He's not doing anything. Oh, now he's spitting? Okay, well, I just use my, you know, use the pressure that I have on his hips. Now I'm putting my hand on his head. Now he can't spit at me. Yeah. Now we're putting a spit hood on. Okay, now problem solved. Simple. Yeah. Right? And I think that's the biggest thing is that, you know, I know we kind of spiraled off. No, no, you're but, good, man. But, like, I can't stress it enough that cops need training in their life, and that would solve so many issues, so many excessive force complaints, so many so many problems, so many deadly force situations that don't need to be deadly force. Yeah. Maybe they constitute it. Maybe it's justified. Yeah. But it, maybe you didn't need to get to that point, you know? Maybe using your set of skills that you used during training, you didn't let it get to that point. Or going back to what you said, just simply talking to people. Yeah. Like they're people. Verbal judo, they call it. Yeah. Hey, hey, can I talk to you for a second? But let it only get to that. Man, I've seen you know some of the more experienced guys. I've seen the way they talk to people. And I'm like... That dude's going to fight us, right? But then they talk to him, and they're, like, smoking and joking. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what happened? Yeah. I'm like, teach me how to do that, like, you know? Yeah, it's just, um, I think it's those officers that have seen it, that you've seen it, too, where they go, not even to escalate it even further, let's just talk to him real quick. Hey, man, what, what's up? Yeah. Talk to me. What's going on? And... I mean, I, I know I keep bringing it back, but even when officers talk to me like that, I'm a white dude. I get pulled over. I still get tickets. I don't get out of them, you know, but they talk to me like, hey, you know how fast you're going? I was like, no, nah, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. They get, you know, they get a little chuckle and they're like, I got to give you a ticket, you know. Um, I was like, this fair shit. enough, dude. Like, at least you, I always tell them, well, thank you for being nice. Yeah. You yeah, know? I appreciate you being calm. So, calm breeds calm yeah it does dude you show up in your tents and you're like hey like wait, wait what are you doing hey you know yeah, yeah. Like, hey, come here like you know like dude, nobody nobody wants to be talked to like that especially nobody. when you're stressing you got yeah. your hand on your gun already like maybe the situation arises maybe maybe it needs sure, to happen there are sure. situations that need that yeah. situations where you need to show up with your gun drawn out but when you can just talk to people like hey bro what's going on like what 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 happened today like why are we in this situation why did we get called here yeah. you know like it does help. Calm breeds calm. Yeah. That's funny that you mentioned the ticket thing, man. Dude, cops aren't immune to it. Your boy just got a ticket two days ago. <laughs> oh, you got one? Out in freaking Wyoming. Ooh, you got one? Yeah, man. I got one. <laughs> so I got, dude, I never got one in California for like 10 years. I moved here. I've been, I've had vi visits from the cops three times. So I got one out when I was headed out to, um, what's that place out there? It's out in Arizona. 
Mo- not Moab. Oh, uh, Zion's? No. St. George? No, other way. Anyway, I was headed out that way. Nice and the homeboy pulled me over. I was going nine miles over the speed limit. He's like, I'm going to give you the lowest ticket. I was like, what? can you just not give can me you the just ticket? Not? <laughs> this guy had nothing to do, though. This was a dead. No, yeah. yeah they got nothing. Nothing. And nothing. he's like, we got to look like we're doing something. I was like, whatever. Give me the ticket. It was only like 100 something. I was like, fair enough. But then I thought about it. I was like, he gave me the lowest he could give me. And the ticket was about one something. I was like, eh, not the end of the world. Sucks. It's not the end of the world. Not the end of the world. And um, the second one, um, I got pulled over by Highway Patrol. Merciless. (laughs) Merciless. Minding my own P's and Q's. But here's what's funny about the laws here, which I I was about to debate her with it, but I was like, eh, she's letting you go. Just shut up. So there's no helmet laws in here for where we live when you ride a motorcycle. motorcycle. No helmet law, which is insane. You go anywhere else, there's helmet laws. and So I had my seatbelt on, but it was under. Oh, gotcha. Under my, so my arm was, it was sitting under. So she pulls me over. She's like, I noticed your seatbelt was, I was like, you pulling me over for a seatbelt right now? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it's kind of a weird rule. Oh, for stoop. <laughs> No offense, I get it. You're here to enforce the law. Click my get safety, ticket. Yeah, but my seatbelt was on. You yeah, know, it was on. Sure. Um, but I wear it where I think is comfortable. There's a lot of debates about seatbelts, if they work, don't work, mm-hmm. That to each their own. I was like, okay. She's like, I was like, here's my license. I don't, I wasn't speeding. Yeah. Everything's up to par with my car. So I'll be right back. I was like, oh my God, I'm about to get another ticket. <laughs> So she comes back. She's like, all right, usually I don't do this, but you had your seatbelt on. You were halfway there, but you need to wear it over your shoulder. Over the shoulder. She's like, here's a warning. Mm-hmm. I was like, thanks. Like, yeah. You, but I was like, I don't see where I would have gotten a ticket anyway. Nah. You know, yeah. it was on. And then the third time was when they showed up here. I was like, damn, man, I'm having, and now you're here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so. I don't know what it is. I guess I need to like get to know the system, get to know like, you know, how these folks, what they go through. Maybe need, I need to understand better. Yeah, it's. But you got a different ticket, lifestyle. Huh? Oh man, why don't you? I was speeding? focusing on my GPS. Yeah, I was. I was uh-huh. trying to find because we were making some turns. Yeah. And I was like really focused on the GPS. I was like, oh, okay, I need to make sure I take this road, this exit, you know, because if not, if I miss it, then I'm gonna have to freaking loop back around. Like so, you yeah. know. And I was too focused on the GPS. I look up. I don't, I'm not watching the speed. I was just kind of coasting and I was coming up to a light. So I'm already braking. And we pass through the light. Then I get lit up. And like that didn't really cross my mind that I was speeding. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I know. I was, same, I was stopping. Same when I, the CHP pulled me, I was like, hold up. I'm not speeding. I was like, I was like that's for me. I was yeah, like, I was like, I, I, I pulled over and I was like, that can't be for me, right? So yeah, I pull yeah, over yeah. and the guy gets behind me. I was like, oh, yeah. Dude, that is for me. Yeah, they got over. I was like, ah. Oh, and he tells me and he goes what's the rush he shows what's the rush i'm like what there, there's no rush here man i'm just you know going i'm just cruising yeah, yeah. And he goes oh well you were doing such and such in the speed limit i was like really i was like i didn't think so sorry man i totally i'll be honest i wasn't paying attention to the speed and i'm like here's my license registration and everything insurance 
And he goes, okay, I'll be right back. And I'm like, but I told him too. I was like, cause I tell everybody, cause I understand. I told him, Hey, just so you know, I have my off duty firearm right here. I don't, you know, he goes, yeah, just make sure it stays there. I'm like, cool. Perfect. Yeah. Then he comes back with the ticket. It takes a while. And I knew it. As soon as he took like more than like a minute or two, I was like, guys, ah, give me a ticket. Why did they take so long? What is you got to input the information. You got to check and make sure that oh, it actually is all okay. up to speed. Like you, like, I don't know their system, but like in our system, like you got to, you run the plate and it tells you like the registered owner, like if their insurance is valid, if their registration is valid, you know, maybe then you got to check the person too. Like, cause maybe they've got warrants. Maybe they're a freaking murderer out of freaking Colorado, you know? Oh, so you guys do like a whole system. Yeah. So you just check it oh. on because you, you want to, you want to know who you're talking to. Sure. Right. There was a guy, man, what, man, I can't remember what state it was in. I think. I want to say it was Colorado. Some highway patrol guy pulls these two guys over. He gets the passenger's information because he doesn't have a seatbelt on. Dude had a freaking uh, out-of-state warrant for being a freaking murderer. Yikes. Yeah. And uh, so they bagged him. They bagged him, right? It just because they just checked him. He wasn't wearing a seatbelt. He's like, hey, I'm going to probably give him a ticket to you. you know? So he gets his information, goes back, checks him. Dude's a freaking murderer. Whoa. He's like, oh, give me another unit. <laughs> like, you yeah. know. Um, what is, is that what you guys usually do when you're like, oh, wait a minute. We got some heaviness. Do you call somebody? Yeah. Do you, you guys run you, together or are you solo? No. So we run solo usually in Salt Lake. Okay. Um, but you can ride together. But staffing right now is so low. That's what I hear, So man. bad right now. You I know, hear it's so many cops quit. dangerously low for you guys. I think we've had over a hundred cops quit since the riots and we're not a huge department. That's a big hit. That's a big hit. Are they just quitting because they feel like they can't police a certain so, way? Or? So some are leaving because they're like just tired of being a police officer. They're like, we don't want to work in this anymore. Right. Fair enough. Some are leaving to a better agency. One's that they feel get supported more, right, by their administration. Uh, Some are leaving to get better pay because they're like, man, if I'm going to do this job, I'm going to do it for better pay, right? I think that's any job. Yeah. And yeah. then. But fair enough, you guys. Sure. Are, yeah, yeah. And, I've seen what some of them make. I'm like, hold up. They make that. <laughs> that I make more than them. Yeah. You know, and I'm not out on the streets. Yeah. And then some are just retiring early. They're like, I'm over it. Sure. I wasn't going to retire, but now I am. I'm done over it can't do it anymore or do they think is it early retirement just because they're like too much scrutiny too much yeah under the microscope of things yeah. and yeah. i don't i don't blame them i don't sure. blame anybody that doesn't want to be a cop anymore i don't get it i mean i don't blame them like yeah. i don't bag them you know they did their thing balance man i get it for sure dang that sucks though because they you need them yeah it, and it, and what's the world gonna come to I don't it, want it to be left up to us. To it, oh where God, we don't God. have cops. Like, what, what, what would that world be like? There, there's too many crazies out the there. Anarchy. Yeah. Anarchy. You better be stocked up on ammo. You better be stocked up on freaking food. Yeah. Because if not, people rob. People, people are, do not care. Man. Or if you did stock up, okay, let's say you did stock up on ammo and food, you better be trained. You better be trained. Because if not, then you just stocked up for the guy that is trained. That's what it is. Yeah, comes somebody, down to it, yeah. someone's going to boot your door and take your food, take your guns. Oh, so you better be ready. You better be trained. 
That's that's my fear. I'm like, dude, that's what's happening over in Portland. I don't think people, you know, the people have shied away from this aftermath of decriminalizing and go take a good look at what Portland's going through. There are murders going on, and cops cannot. Can't they just up, go. Bitch. I'm not going over there. And it's, not worth it. It's dangerous, man. Very Portland, All Chicago. I'm going there next. <laughs> this, <laughs> you you just have to know where to. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There is a bad part, it's and like, I feel bad for Chicago. If you look at the history, the infrastructure, how it was built, it was to separate black. White. Oh wow! It is. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's super sad, man. Yeah. It's um, that poor city has been under just digits. There's murders, murders, and murders, murders and, and murders. And I get why the um. People there just do not like police officers. No. If you look at the history, it's it's bad. Yeah. Man. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I feel for that. City. I look more into it, but man, that I can imagine. I hear Chicago's a rough time. It, right it, now. It's a yeah. rough era for it, Chicago. It's just because um, th- the history is starting to expose itself. I guess mm-hmm. with what really goes on there and how. I didn't know either. I'm like, why are we doing infrastructure, uh, a bill that was passed through? And then I looked into it more. I was like, holy. Like, there was ways to not... They built bridges smaller so buses couldn't get through. So they the black community couldn't come out and go to work. They just wanted to keep them there. All this was built to separate. And it's just... It's sad. Yeah. And it's still like that. So... When people are like, dude, we're spending all this money. Well, for good reason. Like that era is we need to we need to move on. Yeah. It's gonna be painful. You may not like it, but this is why. You know, this isn't just the black community going, you know, they're picking on it. No, dude. It's the whole (laughs) there's there's a dead there's a bad history behind it, you know, and uh you know what? My money's going to be spent. They're going to take it and do whatever they want. There's nothing I can do about them. Yeah. You know, have at it. <laughs> <laughs> nothing I can do. Yeah. So you guys, going back, you guys, the reason why it takes so long, you run in just all the information on yeah, all these the folks. Yeah. All gotcha. Stuff. Like, you, like a big thing that I do, I guess, is I'll check people and see what their driving record's like. You know, yeah. if they ran a red light. I'm like, is this usually how they drive? Like, do they need a ticket? Like, hmm. to understand, like, hey, you can't be driving like, like a freaking maniac. Yeah. Or is it just maybe a bad day? You know, like, yeah. did they just make a mistake? And you just talk to them. Like, hey, dude, I get it. You're having a bad day. This happened. This happened. Whatever you told me, you know, I'll take your word for it, man. Just drive safe. Here's your warning. You know. And I don't, I can't say every cop does that, you know, but I've actually, you know, the amount of tickets I've written, I could probably count, you know, okay. on both my hands. Like I don't yeah. write a lot of tickets because I understand it's hardworking people just trying to live their lives, you know, yeah. they're just trying to live their lives and you know, they mess up. And if you're texting and driving, then I will, I'll probably, I'm going to give you a ticket nine out of 10 times because I was like, dude, that's dangerous. Like it is, that's not. Uh, oh, I was having a bad day. Like, no, you were like on your phone. You were texting, had your eyes off the road. You freaking could have hurt somebody, yeah. like, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's the big thing that um, I've seen in Salt Lake is that a lot of cops are understanding. 
they're very understanding about people's situations. They, they cut a lot of people breaks and kind of like what you were saying back about the news, right? Cop does a bad thing everywhere, all across the nation. Everybody sees it. Every, you are on freaking the big screen, right? Yeah. But when people are, cops are doing good things, nobody sees that. Just the people that they dealt with. When when someone freaking saves someone from a burning building, when a cop saves someone from a burning building, when a cop saves someone from that, some freaking dude that's high on spice that broke into his house, like, yeah. nobody sees that. Nobody cares. I know. Right? Yeah, the media does disservice to everything and everybody, you know, whether you're a doctor or police officer or a school teacher working at mcdonald's yeah you're gonna be the nicest dude at mcdonald's that everybody goes there just because he's there well, you're not gonna hear about that no you know nope. you're not gonna hear about the police officer like you said running in and saving a family from just doesn't get the same clicks as the guy yeah. that freaking made the mistake the bad cop right doesn't yeah. get the same clicks doesn't get the same reaction yeah. and that's that's what sucks but that's how we're living right now and that's why a lot of people don't want to be cops um, so with that, how are, are you guys working like triple overtime? Like, how does no, that work? we're just working with really understaffed squads right now. Dangerously understaffed. Is there um, a way you guys are trying to, I don't want to say recruit, but they're, they're trying to hire bring... more people and tell them like, Hey, they're incentivizing like with raises and, you know, and like, yeah, I guess that could work at some point right yeah but so like st okay statistically speaking right if we let's say five cops retire a year just normal retirement right we just hire 25 dudes six months down the road they finish the academy so that's just the academy okay so right now we're minus for the year let's say we're minus 30 people Right, because it's those 25 that we want and the five. 25 we're lacking in the five. And so six months down the road, they finish the academy. Let's say 21 graduate. Okay. Yeah. They got to go through FTO training. Okay. So now FTO is. So it's a field training. So okay. they have to go with the field training officer for another like four months. So they go with them for the four months say another three don't make it so now there's 18 left right so now we have 18 brand new cops that sh like maybe can be on their own maybe can't some get extended um and we have five older cops retire people get hurt on the job mm -hmm. like people go to be a detective so now they're not in patrol anymore so like if you add up all those numbers like amount of cops that were lacking throughout that year insane dude yeah just you tell me that that's not yeah and you're not going to get the same output from those 18 new cops as you're going to get from a 10-year dude yeah, 15 year dude like you're not going to get the same output they don't have the same understanding they don't have the same report writing skills like some of those old dudes they can go to a dv handle it in half an hour an hour right uh -huh. with the report done and everything those new guys it might take them two to three hours to do so now you're slower workers right now right yeah yeah i forgot you guys had to write up reports yeah everything everything detailed uh, reports i can't do that i'd be like 
Johnny Appleseed was, you know, being a bad dude. And there's, there's your report. There you watch the body cam. There you go. Yeah, watch there's the body cam. And there you go. <laughs> yeah, I know when I did my drive, my ride along back home, there was only five cops on duty. Wow. For this city of Apple Valley that's not the biggest, but you start to think about civilian to cop ratio and you go these dudes are outnumbered in a heartbeat in a heartbeat Heartbeat. if civilians wanted to rise up and just be like no we're not dude they're not gonna survive no and i thought about that i was like hold up there's only five of you in the whole apple valley area like yeah i don't think people realize like how little amount of cops there are. I was like, don't say that out loud, dude. <laughs> don't go like preaching that to everybody because people would probably be more scared than anything. Yeah. You know, they're probably, uh, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine running around like that. And yeah. you guys are, you guys are feeling it too. You know, I think everybody is right now. Yeah. Salt Lake, um, West Valley, Ogden, you know, the bigger cities that have the most issues, feeling it, man. Yeah, the um, when I got here, people were like, yeah, West Valley, that's where my work is. I'm like, stay out of West Valley, ghetto. <laughs> I was like, so I go over there, I'm like, this is your ghetto? Yeah. Like, this is really cute, you guys. Yeah. This is the cutest ghetto I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what do you mean? I was like, bro, you should come to my hometown. You want to talk about ghetto? Meth labs, tweakers, the worst scum of the scum. I could show, mm-hmm. I could show you ghetto, dude. Yeah. You know, and that it's, that's a big thing that people think, too. Is they're like, dude, you're in Utah. There's no issues. You're in Utah. It's Mormonville. Yeah, there's, that's all it there's is, right? different types of issues here. Yeah, there's different types of issues. And there's different areas. Like, there are some places in West Valley that are a little bit more ghetto than others. There are places in Magna, a little bit more ghetto than others. Kern, same thing. Yeah, Kern. Um, Glendale, Rose Park, you know. I'm not cruising through there on a Friday night by myself, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, but it like there's so there's such bigger issues in other states that people like I'm like, dude, we have a good. We yeah. have a good here, yeah. you know. And there's there are some issues, and there are some freaking d-bags out there that freaking do some (laughs) stupid stuff but you know we have a good here yeah yeah it's probably one of the cleanest cities i've ever um either strolled Mm. through or even living here um i haven't lived in a lot of cities but coming from southern california i'm like dang dude this is pretty clean generally pretty safe sure you know um not a whole lot to do it's not like a booming city, I should say. Yeah, it's not a party city. Yeah, that's for sure. I think that's what the word. If you come in here to party, uh, Man, this ain't this ain't. There are a couple bars here and there, cool yeah. clubs, whatever. But it's a big outdoors place. It's yeah, a big outdoors yeah, place. People love the outdoors here. Yeah. Um, with the, all that being said, have you guys have any issues with uh, the homeless population having huge. to control that lately? Huge, huge, huge. Yeah. It's just like what's what's the answer? Dude, I don't think there is one. What's the answer? A lot of people argue and they say that the cops go and throw away like homeless people's stuff. It's like no. Cops aren't throwing away anybody's stuff. The health department is 
you want you want to argue with somebody about that? Go argue with them. Like that's yeah. not us. We're here to keep the peace to make sure you guys don't attack the health department workers. Make sure that they don't get out of hand yeah. when they do what they do. Um, and I don't think people realize like there's a reason why health department goes in there because diseases break out. There's Hello? there have been people that have died. Yeah, in those camps because of diseases and yeah. stuff, right? Um. So, what is the answer? Dude, I don't know. I, I've I've seen I'm paying close attention to Santa Monica right now because that's homeless population are camping on the beach. Because here's the law they made. From what I understand, they're like you can't camp on the sidewalk. Yeah. So they said, okay, we'll camp on the beach, which was literally a 16 sure. inch difference, and it is just tent city. Yeah. And um, they're going now. They're going through and just bulldozing and said, "Sorry, you guys." But then it's like, well, where do they go? You go back in the city, still more stuff. You get they you just know. move around. It's like, dude, they're trying to find housing for them, but then places get full. Right. You know, people get kicked out because they're fighting in there, and then they have nowhere to go, and then they go to the streets, and it's like, dude, so where do we? How do we solve this problem? This isn't. If we had an endless amount of money, we could solve any problem. Yeah. But we don't. Because that, that needs to come from somewhere, right? Yeah. Well, it comes from, and again, you hear the taxpayers, this. <laughs> it's like, bro, that's just how it is. Like, you know, do do, do you think I wake up happy knowing the government jacks my paycheck every month? Robbery. Dude, robbery. And they don't do anything. You know? they <laughs> What, they make a few laws, you know? <laughs> Um, you, I should say, but I should say it differently. They do a lot of things, but I think how it's been should be coming back on the taxpayer. This is, has been my philosophy, like my idea. I don't know if you agree with this or not. Um, half of it should go. How much do they ever take out? Should go to the military automatically. Uh, vets, boy, our vets are just man. They get treated the worst. Um, they should be taken care of first, first and foremost, military. Um, the last people who should be taken care of are the people who are elected. This has come become like a rock star thing with these folks. They're in there for years. They get paid the same no matter what happens to the economy. Yeah. You know, look at what happened last year. Everybody was out of work, more people on the streets. These guys are still getting paid the same yeah. no matter what. Mm -hmm. That needs to change. They should be in there because they like to do government and they should get paid a little bit. But once they're done, they're done. They need to go find a different job. We don't need to keep paying because that doesn't happen to me, man. When yeah. I'm retired, they're not going to keep paying me the same. That needs to change. I think that second half of your whatever they take out, you should be able to get to invest how you want to invest it. Oh, this month I wanted to go to this charity. I want to go to the police force. I want to go to the homeless issue. Sure. Let people start, you know, being a little bit a part of it. I don't know if that would work. That's just wishful thinking. Sure. But I think people would be more understanding of, okay, I get to choose. It's still coming out, whether I like it or not. But I get to, like, Where have, it's it, have a say. A little bit more say. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting that's, thought. That's just... Oh, that's an interesting thought. I've never heard that. You know, but to fix the homeless, I think, boy, 
I don't know, man. You know, the LA County spends over a billion dollars for the homeless and it's dudes just pocketing it. (laughs) It's well, it's like, and some people like just living that lifestyle of not having responsibility, just living out there, doing their thing, living in the free world and traveling as they call it or whatever, you know, and no paying no taxes, you know, not worrying about much. Do like, okay. Like, that's what you want to do, I guess. I like coming home to a freaking AC at home when it's 100 degrees right. out. I like taking a shower. I don't know about <laughs> you. <laughs> or like coming home freaking, you know, when it's it's 75 in there, when it's freaking 30 degrees out. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if they want to live that life, then like, you can't stop them, right? It's their freedom of choice. They can do it. Yeah, I saw a thing on KLOS just recently. And this, um, this lady, bless her heart, she's like, you know... I, I just going around giving them water. That's the basic necessity for human beings. I was like, bless your heart, lady, but you, you're beating on a drum that doesn't want to be beat. They really do not care what you have to do or say, but they'll take your money. If you got money, they'll take it. Yeah. Other than that, they don't want anything else from you. And I say this because I have a brother who who's on the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, drugs taking over his life. We still talk here and there. But I asked him the same question. I'm like, bro, aren't you tired of living like that? Don't you want to come home to, you know, four walls at least, a shower? He's like, I, I like living like this. I, I get to do whatever I want to do, when I want to do it. No one gets to tell me how to live. Majority of the homeless people, they're all, they just like that, it. They like it. You know, there's, they're good people out there too, but there yeah. are some, like you said, like some, sometimes drugs get them there yeah you know they lose control and they get now you're talking about a substance abuse problem not a homeless problem that's a substance abuse problem exactly and so now like it's just endless problems endless problems you lose your job then you lose your home then now you're homeless and maybe now they're doing illegal stuff to get money to fuel their substance abuse problem so it's like man I you think know. it's we have a drug problem. Huge. You know, I think we have just dirty drugs and um, people just getting hooked. And I had this somewhat a debate of someone I work with and, I was, and he was talking about, you know, we got these, these scumbags running around and we, they should be in jail. I'm like, I don't think it's that, man. I think we, we need to do better rehabilitating instead of just throwing people in jail for oh, every jail didn't. <laughs> jail doesn't solve any drug problems trust me um, i have a brother my younger <laughs> brother in and out of jail he's like bro i'm chilling yeah. and then when i'm back out i'm going right back to what i was doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know he's like if anything he's like it's just a break from it that's what he told me he's like i sober up a little bit um i get some meals and then i'm i'm back out he's like it's like a little vacation i was like bro you think jail's a vacation you know, but he's like, I get a break from like being the homeless life of having to find stuff and his stuff getting jacked. No, oh, yeah, you got to sleep with one eye open for yeah. sure. Yeah, I can tell many times he told me he got beat up and his stuff taken. And dude, there's no rules amongst the homeless. They're they're vicious. They're there's no to honor each other. Thieves. Yeah, no honor among no thieves. No honor, all. dude. And the, they will take anything they can. It's heartbreaking. And I was like, poor lady, you're not helping, you know, if they want water, they'll, 
they'll steal it from somebody else, you know? Yeah. There's, I think our department does a really good job of offering resources to people, resources for housing, finding jobs, um, you know, giving people rides to shelters all the time. I've seen, I don't know how many cops give freaking rides to people to shelters. Yeah. You know, I didn't know that was a thing before I was a cop. Um, oh. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. You know, the, like the people that actually need it, right? Not the person that's just being lazy that, you know. Just being a turd. Yeah, just being a turd. It's like, oh, you, you know. Dude, they work you're the corners together. Yeah. Dude, they do. I don't think they realize how good at manipulating they are to society. They'll work corners together. You know, they'll make a ton of money. Yeah. Do we help in the situation? <laughs> I don't know what to do. And I know cop, you guys deal with it daily you know some dude just yeah. strung out get out of the trash can jimmy <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> all right jimmy we're gonna take you back in you know i mean yeah have you had a run a lot of run-in with when you're now on the force with the homeless population homeless community yeah yeah done a ton dang yeah it's a big it's a big issue in salt lake because it just like it just gets spread out just moves around yeah. and it just goes back to the what's the answer here what are we doing right yeah. and i think they like a lot of people are getting tired of getting hassled right being out on the streets yeah we're tired of hassling like we don't want to we don't want to respond out there and tell you to move your tent because you're in front of someone's freaking house like we don't want to like i want i have better things to do yeah for sure you know <laughs> So, what's the answer? Dude, That's I don't the know. I think, uh, I don't know. Being in Utah, I tell people, like, wouldn't the winter be enough for you to be like, oh my gosh. Uh, I think the, being homeless is a bad idea. They're tougher than me. Dude, they're tougher, tougher than, than, me. than me. I'm not doing it. I wouldn't do it. I do ice baths and I can barely <laughs> handle that. And these fools are ha handling all of winter outside. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I slept out in the field in a sleeping bag. You know, in the military a bit. I'm yeah. like, dude, I could not do that for my life. Dude, and they're out there having the time of their lives. Day in, day out. Not a care in the world. Just woohoo. As long as they get their drug or whatever they need. Having a blast. Yeah. Being dirty. Yeah. Spreading diseases. Oof. This is pretty good whiskey. You like it? Yeah. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of... Um, what is that one? What does that say? High West. because it's a local one. American not, Prairie. Not saying they're awful, but there's... Park City. But for what it is, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not too bad. Yeah. At least that Actually, one. A little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. That one's not too bad. Yeah. Have you tried any other whiskeys, man? Yeah. Which one Which one do you usually I'm go a, to? I'm a big crown apple guy. You like Crown Apple? You're more the, on the sweets, yeah. sweeter side yeah, of I'm whiskey? I'm not a hard drinker. Fair like, enough. I like, I like some mixed drinks here and there. I don't do straight like whiskey or, you know. Yeah. Um, dude, I got some whiskey on the there. rocks. You Burn know, like, your throat, yeah, dude. I'm sure. It's like, <laughs> freaking tastes like some moonshine, probably. <laughs> It'll burn, man. It'll give you like acid reflex because it's so strong. It's probably not safe to drink. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, what do you do? You live one life. It's only once in a while. Let's go if I crack open that other drink. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. 
Okay, make sure it doesn't spray everywhere. Well, on the lighter side of things, man, let's talk about your fighting. I'm not the biggest fan of MMA, not because I'm one of those uh, dudes who thinks it's barbaric or whatever. I just, um, I guess it doesn't tickle my fancy, I guess, I would say. <laughs> I appreciate what you guys do. It's not for everybody. But uh, I'm not hating on it. I hope you don't think like no, this no. fool brings it up just to hate on it. Like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I appreciate this skill set, I should say. But when people are like, dude, the fight's on, I'm like, I'll wait for the YouTube highlights the to come highlights. on and just see when the takedown happens. Sure. You know, that that's how, that's the much I get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just... Yeah, so it, people, it's interesting. You know, though. it's a it's a sport, man. It's like everything else. Like, dude, I I'm like. How did you get into that? Oh, so you were back in when you were eighteen, right? When we started this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> so I actually saw my first couple of fights, like MMA fights, when I was like eleven. Oh, my really? dad had it on TV. He was doing some. Uh, oh, someone dropping off some mail. Yeah. <laughs> poor dogs just barking everything. <laughs> But so I was like 11. My dad had it on TV. He was on the computer doing something. And I remember watching it. And it was weird. It was uh, Matt Sarah versus Matt Hughes. Um, just like old school dudes, really good fighters. Really okay. good. Um, and I just remember seeing it. And I was like, dude, that's what I want to do. Like, that is what I want to do. I don't know why. Huh. I like before that, the most I had was like a year of karate. Okay. Like, you know, like yeah, yeah. nothing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and they wouldn't even let us like spar and fight each other. So my dad was like, I'm taking you out of this, you know, like, yeah. they're not letting you do your thing. But I told my dad, I'm like, dude, that's what I want to do. So he's like, all right, well, we got to figure out how we got to get you into that stuff. Right. And then I found wrestling and I wrestled for six years of my life, three years in junior high, three years in high school. Dang. And I wrestled just for fighting. Like, that was the goal. Like, I wrestled, then I wrestled, then it was hard. It was one of the grittiest things I've ever done in my life. I hear wrestling's tough, dude. Tough. Uh, you sit there, and you freaking, you're battling demons in your head, man. Like Some big dudes coming out. Strong, you, right? strong, dude. Strong dudes. I remember my senior year, I was two pounds away, because you have to do a state weigh-in. And okay. they tell you, hey, you can drop this certain amount of weight to make it safe for high schoolers, right? Uh-huh. Not you'd have high schoolers trying to drop twenty pounds, you know. Yeah, yeah, looking all frail. Yeah, (laughs) and I remember I was two pounds away from the weight class I wanted to be at one fifty two, and they were like, "Dude, you don't have enough body fat to get to one fifty two. It's not safe." I was like, "That was my issue in high school, man." (laughs) Dude, are you? uh, Do you have cancer? That's how I look, dude. I was frail, but they're like, "You can't do one fifty two, man." Dang man, I gotta go up to 160. Those are big dudes because they're they're that's cut. a lot of weight. They were cutting from like 165, maybe 170. It was high school, so it wasn't anything crazy, but sure. they're still cutting a little bit. And one of my buddies was at 160, and I was better and stronger than him. And I was like, dang it, now I gotta go to 170. So I went up to 170. I had to eat so much food. To try to get up there and i think during my matches i was probably like maybe maybe 160 during my matches Dang. those are some big dudes and we're talking what seniors 
Yeah, so, so I was a senior at the time. Eighteen, maybe yeah. eighteen. Yeah, at one sixty. Yeah, and they're <sighs> strong, dudes. I remember this guy. They called him Tree Trunk Legs. He had freaking, dude, his legs are probably twice the size of my legs now. Yikes. I was like, dude, you got all that testosterone gotta, just falling through I, you. <laughs> I was like, dude, I gotta wrestle this guy. <laughs> and it, dude, Yikes. it's just it shows you though the grit, the heart that goes into it. Because yeah. I beat that dude in a in a tournament in the finals one year or that year, and I beat another guy just as jacked as him in the overtime, uh-huh. like. Those are some hard fights, like some hard matches, you know, like I had to really dig deep for those. Right. But it helped prepare me for fighting. Like it helped build that character, like that grit that I will not quit. Yeah. I will not quit. You will have to break me. Like I will look at you and you will have to break me. Man. And. I admire it, dude. I was the other way with it. I was the skateboarder, like music music kid, skateboarder, punk kid. But I look at some of these dudes in high school, I'm like, how are they so big? Yeah. My brother was like that. My brother's six foot. This dude's about two something. His arms, no joke, at least 20 inch. Like, yeah. Just, boulders. this guy walks in the room, they're like, and people, <laughs> I would tell people because we would go to like concerts together, like, oh yeah, I'm with my brother. Like, who? And I point him out, they're like, <laughs> That's not your brother. Like, look at you two. They're like, who's your brother? I'm like, that's him, man. That big dude over there. I couldn't imagine at 18 coming up to dudes at 170. That's a big dude. That's a grown ass man. Yeah. They had, I mean, they're the heavier weight classes too, you know, on top of that. Damn. You know, so yeah. That's what sparked it, huh? Yeah, sparked it. And freaking my senior year did something stupid. Before, so I was ranked like fourth in state, you know, I hadn't gone against against the second, third ranks yet. The guy that won or the first place guy, um, I had lost him on two different occasions by one point, both matches, gritty, just grinding. And I'm like, dude, this sucks, but I can beat him. I can beat him in state. And I freaking was being dumb, let my grades drop. Got kicked off the team. Then I was like, like, I was like, you know what? Pound sand then. This is what I joined to fight anyways. So yeah. it's like pound sand. So I instantly, like, I think that week that I got kicked off the team, I went found an MMA gym, Jeremy Horns out in Sandy. Shout out to my boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, never look back. I mean, I regret it now because I'm like, oh, yeah, I would imagine dude, like, like yeah. what if, right? Mm-hmm. That guy went on to win Super State, right? So he won State and then Super State, which is like a 5A, 4A, 3A, 2A champions, basically. Okay. And he went on to win that. So that could have been me, maybe, you know? Yeah. You never know. It's always going to be a what if now. It, but maybe it needed to happen that maybe way. Maybe it needed to happen to prepare me to be where I am now. Yeah, dude. Because now you're fighting. You got a sponsor right here, Rock. Rockwell. Rockwell. Rockwell watches. Watches. Yeah. I seen Rockwell that watch, watches. dude. That's a yeah. nice watch. Yeah, it's man. pretty slick, huh? It's the Apollo. Dude, I like the brown bands on watches. I'm a big fan of brown bands. They're uh there's some good dudes. Johnny out yeah. there, he's a really good guy. Supports first responders, you know. They have a cool deal where you like I don't know the ins and outs of it, but if you buy like the specific watch, they give a specific watch to a first responder. 
So like you buy hey, uh, it. And my name, you. I work at. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so it's been good. My coaching staff, you know, Jeremy Horn, he's a legend in the sport. Okay. Craig Ross, one of the biggest pro fighters out of Utah, you know, real solid dude. So you got some backing on you. Yeah. So those are good, good uh, training uh, the coaches, my teammates, solid dudes, our dudes. Um, and I wouldn't be where I am without them, you know, like yeah. they say, like as much as I believe that it's an individual sport, it's just as much a team sport. Oh, for sure. I can't prepare for a fight without teammates. I can't prepare for a fight without coaches. I mean, I could go hit a bag at Vasa, I guess. Sure. Freaking yeah. call that training and then freaking yeah. get into a cage with the dude. But like without them, I wouldn't be where I am, you know? And I'm super grateful. I found my gym and my coaches and um, I've had some sort of success so far. Yeah. It seems so like yeah, you, you just had a fight, right? Yeah. Recently and you won. I did. Congratulations. Thank on that. you. That was my uh, professional debut. So my first pro Dude, fight. Good for you, man. So yeah. you're getting up there. Yeah. Dude, this is a big be all be all is to be on um what's the big guys out there? Like UFC. UFC one day. I would love to fight for UFC one day. Yeah. Um for people that don't really understand. So You're talking to one of them. So <laughs> we'll, we'll explain it. So there's like there's amateur levels of fighting, right? Which is what I fought for for many years. Amateur level of fighting. There's like lower level amateurs that are just like in there to have fun, do with their thing. Sure. Then there's the high level amateurs that are pursuing something. They want to go pro. They want to fight. They want to make this a living. And then you have the same thing in the pros. You have like low level pro. Okay. Like mid level pro and then high level pro. So like UFC, Bellator, Ryzen, okay. 1FC. Those are like high level pros. Those are dudes that like... Don't fight that guy out in the streets. He'll yeah, kill you. Yeah, right? For sure. Um, and you're at the I'm just, first tier. Yeah, so I'm just first tier. I'm starting at like a low-level pro. And I got a pretty, a pretty, I don't want to call it a fan base. I would say support. Yeah. I have a pretty good support system here in Utah. I have a lot of people that like to come and watch me because they're friends, family. And because I go in there and I don't, I don't try to, as even being a wrestler and a grappler, that's like my forte. Like that's like what yeah, I yeah. specialize in. Right. Um, I don't like to take people down and just hold them. And then just like little baby hits, you know, just make it just that's little, boring. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah, Nobody wants you guys to see. Are, you guys are entertainers. You want to, you want to watch yeah. wrestling? Go watch freaking WWE. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, those guys are entertaining. I don't care what yeah. you say. As fake as it is, like, man, let's well, no, get it going. Now, now those are two different types of wrestling. Yeah, not, that's you know, true. We have traditional wrestling, traditional folk have, style, freestyle, yeah. Greco, or that we have the guys that are freaking doing backflips yeah. off freaking Dude, poles. Like that's isn't cool. that crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I would never do that. Those ones are Screw crazy. That. But yeah, like I wouldn't. Like I don't. I don't like fights like that. I don't like watching them. I wouldn't like to be in one where I take yeah. the guy down and I hold him. That sucks. Yeah, it's pretty. I wouldn't say boring because it takes a lot of hard work to even get there. Yeah, but I, I call know. it boring. Yeah, I, I'll say it. I'll call enough, it boring. Fair. I hate it. I, yeah. I hate watching fights like that. I start yawning. I'm like, dude, this sucks. Like, I like watching fights that are like, dude, you're bringing the crowd to their feet. You're bashing yeah. each other's faces in. You're freaking trying to, if I do take him down, like I'm posturing, I'm trying to hit him hard. I'm trying to choke him. I'm trying to break his arm. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. 
you getting in it, you know? Yeah, I think that's what turned me off to watching fights. Yeah. Is because I would see a lot of fights. I'm like, um, and this is yeah, just so, as exciting as watching golf. <laughs> you know, like at least I get to see the ball move. All I've seen lately is a lot of hand gestures and footwork. Yeah. And I don't see anybody popping each other. And I just, I lost interest immediately. Yeah. And I just wait for the highlights now. Yeah. You know, I wait for Joe Rogan to make some stupid <laughs> thing that's funny. And I'm like, all right, I'll go back and watch the yeah. fight. But maybe we just got to reintroduce it to you. Maybe, maybe because I hit, I was introduced at such a young, maybe just uh, innocent mind where I didn't understand what they were doing. Yeah. Um, now that I'm a tea bit older, <laughs> um, if I were to maybe sit there and actually see what they're doing in person, maybe be like, oh, yeah, that's what's it. going on. Yeah. Cause it's everything's always different when you're there oh, live, yeah. you know. Next fight, let me know, man. I'll come yeah. out there. Do I'll film it for you if you need a filmer, <laughs> editor, dude. Let me know. I do all that stuff. Yeah, we're uh, we're hoping uh, we have a fight lined up for the end of August, but okay, we'll see how that goes. Kind of wrestling a foot injury right now for my last fight, and mm. that's yeah, who called me a little bit before I go to the doctor. They want to come see me, or they want to see uh, me. So. You think it might be? broke no they did x-rays already it's not broken thankfully yeah but they think i tore a tendon in my foot oh uh, dude welcome to the club time. yeah it's not uh, a good time i'm pretty sure uh i have had a left ankle injury for years yeah and i'm like oh we need to do an mri soon because i'm i'm pretty sure i'll need surgery it's yeah, bad that sucks yeah see injuries scare me i don't i don't i've been blessed knock on wood to not have like real injuries where i need surgery and stuff like yeah. in one of my fights i broke my hand but oh, that's that just sucks. like one of those things where like dude it just healed put it in the cast let it heal that's it mm -hmm. end of story a little bit yeah. of rehab yeah so i'm hoping it's one of those things but we'll see man i i want to heal it correctly yeah i've been really mature about injuries in the past that means stay don't, off it don't yeah. yeah that means uh work out upper body but as far as your ankle yeah the, no uh, kicks yeah. <laughs> no rolling around yeah that's dude, crushes that's hard. me crushes yeah. my soul not training dude i i like to go to the gym and just being not able to like walk for a long time on the treadmill oh my god this is so frustrating <laughs> i'm not trying to do anything yeah anything crazy but now I can't, I can barely do that. It's like, ah, mm. oh, man, I can't even walk. Yeah, my girlfriend gets mad at me. <laughs> she, she's like, hey, put your freaking boot on. I'm like, yeah, I wear that get, boot, it's dude. It's such a freaking pain, yeah, That thing's man. huge, though. Huh? It, it has helped boot? a lot, but I was trying to feel it out today, and I'm going to have to put it back on. Yeah. Yeah. It's not doing well. Let it, yeah, the hardest part is just telling somebody who's very active to be not active. Yeah. All right, sit down for months. Like, huh? Lose your mind. What do I do in the meantime? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, and she's a freaking <laughs> dude. My girlfriend, she freaking uh she's had like five ACL surgeries. So I've been told. I hear That's she's quite, quite the beast to come back from. Oh, she's a freaking nightmare <laughs> for anybody, right? Like she's like I tell her, I'm like, you should get in the cage. Like you're yeah, you'd, you'd be a monster. She she just has no quit in her. I love those people. She'd man. be she'd be a nightmare for anybody to fight. She freaking just will go and go and go and not quit. But that's also like that could be her downfall, right? Because like that could work. It's just you. like me, right? Yeah. Like because now I'm hurting my foot, not doing what I need to do. But she's very smart and she's 
understood from her injuries like what she can and can't do now yeah and that's helped her a ton she's she's been super great about it and she's helped me you know she's that's like good, hey, doing this and do this don't do that quit being an idiot you know yeah, yeah you need those uh that hard truth sometimes yeah it's like oh she, okay baby <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like yeah okay but like she gets it like that's the thing yeah. is like she's been through it she, yeah she's she's been through it she's done it she's overcome it and then had to reset so many times where she hurt surgery recovery back in it hurt and then just repeats that sucks like that could break anybody right not her she's a little freaking yeah i have terror i have a friend back home who's like that and her it's ironic too because her soon-to-be fiance he's a police officer and she's finishing up her nursing. But she's one of those girls that just has that grip where you're like, I always, the joke would be like, hey, can you walk me to my car? Because you know? <laughs> she's just like, she has it, dude. She yeah. has that like, I feel safe around her. Sure, know? yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm totally cool with that, you know? Because uh, she'd be the like, first here, one. I'll, to, I'll yeah. hold your purse. Like, yeah, yeah. You go handle here, that. I'll, I'll, I'll hold, hold your purse for you. you handle that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm totally cool with that, man. <laughs> But it's cool to have those people um, behind you because not not only do they have it, what you're going through, but they also have been through it and know, like you said, no one to like kind of have to shut it off for a minute. Yeah. You and, know, and they understand that, you know, I've never really had, luckily, like I said, any injuries where I've needed surgery and stuff like that. But like even just being off my foot, I'm like, dude, I just, just want to get in there. I just want to strangle my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to punch my friends and strangle them. Yeah, yeah. I, I know they're it. missing it. They want to strangle me too. <laughs> punch me too. So. Yeah, that that jujitsu is interesting stuff, man. I hear good things about it. I've wanted to try it, but come through to Jeremy's anytime, dude. Let me know. I I need to get my body uh, working. Yeah. Different movements. It's different movements. It's been in. Look, I know I'm not that old, but <laughs> it's really weird when you hit your mid-30s. Things start to tighten up. Your body doesn't want to be going a certain way yeah. like it used to. Um, I, I've i had issues with pain and movement, and doctors have told me, you need to... I'm tired of doing yoga, dude. I don't think that's the answer for everything. You know, I think it's basic movements. Like, like what jiu-jitsu does, from what I see, it's a lot of... You know, flow and flow and moving and, your legs and, yeah moving your hips and yeah. pressure and twisting and move it's so good for people it's not you you ease your way into it you don't you don't just get in there and then people are just killing you yeah. you know oh they so, would kill me in a <laughs> look at look at me look how tiny i am well man I, <laughs> like one of my main coaches black belt probably like 140 pounds Choke, he'll choke anybody out in our gym like basically right like 99 yeah. of people in that gym he freaking beats up right it's not about the size it's about the technique yeah. about learning how to pressure how to move it also helps that he's strong like a little freaking gorilla dude i gotta start running some gear dude <laughs> stroll in there but yeah maybe uh i don't know maybe you can turn me on to the right dudes i can I couldn't do it every day just because no, my work. No, for sure. 
maybe no, like once a week some samples once, maybe even know. twice a week yeah. dude like for an hour or two hours that's all you need yeah to start get to get going to get moving and you know jeremy horns and sandy obviously i'm biased but i think it's the best gym in utah well, it's, Sandy's it's like what right <clears throat> down this way yeah it's just, right down the street i'd probably say it's like 10 minutes from your house is, he, is his pricing pretty reasonable very reasonable for right. being a freaking ufc legend well legend in the sport yeah. like it's still weird like whenever like i see him like people want to take pictures with him like that's weird to me yeah but it's cool like it's, he's it's still, like dude he is people still know he's badass yeah. he's like the he's like i always tell people he's like the modern day john wick right because he does bad. like three gun competitions he shoots really? a ton goes out of state to do competitions freaking teaches people shooting but he's also a freaking beast a killer fighter Dang. and you look at him and you're like man he just looks like some dude right yeah or just some, some random middle-aged dude. man right yeah little did you know Dang. it's freaking john wick destroying people <laughs> yeah i think it would be good if i did something jim isn't really get me anywhere Step for like muscle stimuli, you know, yeah. just to, but I think I Get need a pump. little bit more of movement kind of stuff. Yeah. I've been sitting kind of stagnant because I'm afraid to get like hurt. Like, oh, <laughs> it happens, yeah. further, you know, but it happens. Sometimes it happens. Injuries happen, but yeah. you're yeah. pretty young though. You're going to bounce back from that. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Dude, I'm just, no problem. Like I complain, but I'm like, dude, honestly, I'll freaking if i don't fight at the end of august like i'll fight in october more than likely you know yeah. like there's another show going on there and i just i just want to fight yeah i just want to fight get in there freaking you know Dang. just have a good time just have a good time i've been i've been lucky enough to walk away from each fight and not be gravely injured you know yeah. like, have you got like pretty have you gotten hit in the head where you're like oh hold yeah on, hold on any, yeah so, stars and stuff like that so i took a couple years off because i was pursuing the whole law enforcement thing yeah. and i was in the military and it was just a lot to tackle and i was like dude i'm taking a break from fighting right sure and then i was found the police thing and i was like maybe this is my calling maybe this is why i knew how to fight maybe this is why i fought this, this is why i trained right and then being in the police, you know, I'm like, dude, I'm still missing it. Like, I'm still missing that piece, that yeah, piece yeah. of the puzzle. So I got back in it, got back to training. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fight again. Last year, got my first fight in a long time. Because I already had, um, I was, geez, what was I, 7-0 and at the time as, as an amateur. Excuse me. And so 7-0 as an amateur, I decided I'm going to fight again. So I took a fight last August, but I was bigger. I didn't want to cut a ton of weight. Yeah. I actually didn't need to cut any weight. I was fighting 185 and I was weighing low 180s. Damn, dude, 180 though. That's that's a good size, dude. Yeah, but those dudes are cutting from 200. That dude <sighs> looked like a crazy. brick house. That dude looked like a tank at weigh-ins. I look at him and I look at my brother and I'm like, dude, he's not that much bigger than me. <laughs> I'm like, he's not that much bigger than me because he weighed in the day before, right? Yeah, yeah. He's all dehydrated and something. Oh, yeah. I'm I like, hear dude, you guys suck down like no water. You guys yeah, are dehydrated. Rough. I would not weight, want to go through that. Weight cuts are rough. But I told I told my brother, I'm like, dude, he's not that much bigger than me because we saw his pictures and stuff. Uh -huh. He's like, yeah, no, he's not that much bigger. Next day comes along. I get in the ring with him. 
I'm like, holy shit, that's a different dude. It's that is that fella. is not the dude. I was like, that is not get the some same. Water in him, and I'm like, can we get, can we get a DNA <laughs> test over here? Because this is, does not look like the same dude. Dang. But he's big. Then he's the only guy that I can honestly say out of all the guys that I fought, he's the only guy that hit me with the power that I was like, ooh, don't take too many of those hits. That Oof. guy could probably put me out. I've never knock on wood, sure. never been knocked out in training in fights um but anything can happen you're swinging four ounce gloves man anything can happen and especially with the dude that big because he was probably weighing like 195 by the time we fought yeah see that's weird that you have to weigh in a certain weight and then when you go and fight dude you can be eating and all of a sudden because you could when you're that stressed on your body you can plump up fast. Oh, yeah. That's Even why you do it. Even within a day, you know? That's why you do it. And it's crazy to think like, all right, this is going to be exactly the same when you weigh in in, in the ring. And it's like, no. no. <laughs> like, I remember watching Connor when he was down at the lightweight division. Mm-hmm. He looked like we looked like each other, sure. how tiny we were. Obviously, I wasn't like ripped like him. And then I saw him go up to... A higher welterweight, yeah, well, seventy, and he put on all that. I was like, "Dang, dude, this is a different person. That dude is big." And, and if you think about it, and when it he looked, was fighting that lightweight, he's probably weighing one sixty-five, one seventy, maybe even right. So when he's fighting at one seventy, it's probably like one eighty, one eighty-five. So that's a difference. Yeah, when you put on all that weight, it's like, whoa, <laughs> that's a whole different human. Yeah. So I could imagine how big was, how tall was that guy? The guy that I was fighting, yeah, probably like five eleven. And you're what's your height? five nine? So five he's probably nine. like two so inches taller than me. Height. Nothing crazy. A little bit of a reach on me. Very strong. Very very hard hitting. Very. I knew he was gonna come out aggressive. So I was I, like, I dude, just, I don't have it in me to get punched in the face, dude. Just having someone like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. try to kill you. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so that was a good time and. Then I had another fight earlier this year in February. Mm-hmm. That was probably my hardest fight to date. That should have been a pro fight. That dude was good. Was he good? He was good. He was like Muay Thai champion, like freaking crazy good dude. So I was like, I just, we ended up, game plan didn't go how I wanted it to, you know. Yeah. I took him down. I tried to submit him, freaking Americana him. His freaking heard one of his like ligaments snap in his arm. He fought through it, dude. Tough as nails. Stood up. Freaking just kept freaking punching my face. He was he had a good volume going. You yeah. know, he hit me with so many hits. Now Muay Thai mm. is correct me if I'm wrong. That's more of like kicking. So it's like so it's like kickboxing, kickboxing? but with okay. knees and elbows too. Ooh. That's how you I define it. I couldn't taking an elbow to the face. Yeah. I'm such a bitch, dude. <laughs> I'm a bitch compared to like what uh, I'll be the first to admit it. It's just, it has never been my scene. I'm not like an aggressive. I wouldn't say you guys are aggressive, but um, I've never had the urge to be like, yeah, I like, let's fight get another yeah. dude. Like, <laughs> nah, I'm cool. <laughs> I'll try to talk you down from it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> verbal judo. Yeah, verbal judo. But to see, to see like some of the go, again, I go to the highlight. I'm the highlights guy. Yeah. And to see when those dudes get popped, dude, it's like, oh. Wow. So those shots are gnarly and like it's a, it's an unbelievable feeling man it's so it's so crazy like it's a rush where you're like oh dude you're just <laughs> you wake up and you're like 
dude. I'm gonna get locked in a cage with the dude tonight. And we're gonna fight. Like, I'm gonna try to hurt him. He's gonna try to hurt me. I'm gonna try to break his face. He's gonna try to break mine. Like, that's that's crazy to me. That is that's crazy, awesome. Dude. I love it. I love it. You're built for it, my man. <laughs> some people are built for it, and some just are spectators. Yeah. You know? I, I applaud you guys for I, getting in there. I think any, I think everybody should try it at least once in their life. I would not want to be in a cage and try to fight, but I would love to learn what you guys do. Maybe even do like a little bit of light sparring. Ma yeah, in, just in to gym, see. Just chilling. Just, just to see what like. Yeah, it cracks in the face and you're like, oh, yeah. I did not like that. Uh, or or you complete turn around and you're like, oh, that was awesome. Let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me again, bro. Do you find yourself when you are fighting and you do you get a good crack in the face, but you don't like see stars or anything does that like amp you up more oh, yes. do you have to like sit there and yes. control that or you just let it go no so like so i'm i feel a lot more composed now than i used to i used yeah. to be super stiff like very i'm not punching like i'm just gonna try to just maybe throw a hit or two take him down punch his face off then right <laughs> you know yeah but now i'm i feel a lot more composed and my coaches have helped me a lot with my stand-up and like I'm still a little bit slow. Like I'll work like I'll feel them out kinda. There's like a feeling out period. Um but then as soon as I start finding my range, I start letting my hands go, start letting the kicks go. I'm like, all right, all right, now we're moving. And then as soon as they especially as soon as they hit me, now I'm like, dude, it's on. Like now that's where I wanna be. I wanna be in your face, I wanna be punching you hard. I want you to throw back and I'm going to freaking crack you. Yeah. Like it couldn't have worked out more perfectly for my last fight. Like the dude was longer. He was taller, a little bit bigger than me, uh -huh. but like I feeling out period feeling out. Yeah. Couldn't find my reach. Okay. He was, he hit me with a couple. I'm like, okay, it's on, it's yeah. on. Got my rhythm, cracked him. Boom. First hit freaking He's cracks out. him, drops him. Boom. Ooh. I mean, he fought through it, but they said that first crack, that first hit that I hit him with broke his jaw, actually. So oh. he's a tough dude. He's a tough dude. He kept fighting, right? Dang. I try to finish the fight. Try to finish the fight. He tries to take me down. Can't take me down. So we keep standing. Crack him again at the end of that round. Bang. He uh -huh. turns away. Get him against the cage. Just start cracking. Crack, crack. And the round ends. So I'm like, ooh, okay. Now I'm smiling. Now I'm yeah, having yeah. a blast. Yeah. It's a good time. Second round starts. Smiling. Just love it. Right? We start, we start, get a couple exchanges in, you know, and he tries to clinch up with me. I take him down, boom, hit him with a couple of hits, freaking choke him, renegade choke, done, done zone, done deal, good times. Dang, dude, cracking the dude, breaking his jaw. Dude, yeah. jaw's a strong bone, like mandible, dude, like that's it's a thick bone. That sucks, man. Like you probably gotta get your like your jaw wired, and uh -huh. you gotta freaking eat liquids for a couple yeah, weeks like do that straw that would uh, suck yeah. like that dude's tough dude and i hope i wish you know i hope for speedy recover for that guy because he's a tough dude yeah. um but like <laughs> better him than me i guess right like you <laughs> that's know that's what you signed up for bro sorry <laughs> like, you, know? you know better him we than don't me. play lightly over here you know I mean, that could have easily been me sure you know yeah like I'm still dealing with that freaking foot injury from kicking his freaking knee. He has a hard knee, yeah. you know? So it's like, it's just the name of the game, man. 
Sometimes it happens. Yeah. Sometimes it just happens to other guys. Sometimes it happens to you. You just yeah. gotta be, show up and hope you're more prepared. Yeah, I think, man, breaks and things like that. I think what scares me from getting involved with stuff like that because I do all the scans and I see, sure. I see the outcome, and oh, it's not yeah. always great. Some people lose their vision. Some people don't talk straight anymore. Their jaws crooked for life. Yeah, and it's like ah. Yeah. I, don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, but training is a lot safer than that. It's not like you're yeah. in a fight every night. You know, it's super safe, and you're wearing the boxing gloves, so like the 16-ounce gloves okay. to spar rather than the 4-ounce gloves. You're usually wearing shin pads. You have a cup. You have a mouth guard. Oh, like, you got the whole – do you wear the head gear, head gear no, too? No. Not too no, much? No, not at our gym, but gotcha. probably should. Yeah. With like how Would many – with how, <laughs> with how much I get hit in the head. Yeah. Like, dude, my memory sucks. Yeah, I worry about folks in their memory. My memory sucks. And I, I question, I'm like, dude, maybe it's from getting hit so much, you know? Maybe all those untreated concussions that I've probably had in my life. Yeah. You know? But. Are you worried about head uh, trauma? The long the long game here? The, the more I do it, the more I think about it. Yeah. I, it's right now, it's not the highs in my concerns. Sure. Right now, it's more like staying healthy and doing what I'm doing, right? Gotcha. But it's popped into my mind a lot more, for sure, now that I'm getting more serious and mm-hmm. now that I'm reaching a level where now I'm going to be fighting dudes that I'm like, dude, these guys are good, good. Like the last two dudes that I fought were good. And I think about it like these dudes could hurt me. Yeah. Like these dudes, these dudes could cause some serious damage. And some people like to just stand and bang, bro. They just yeah. like to stand there and freaking go. And unfortunately, I'm one of those dudes. Like, I like to freaking make a show. I like to, fr- if you watch my last amateur fight, my ninth one, against that freaking Muay Thai guy. Yeah. Dude, we're just banging. Just You're freaking, dude, my face is a bloody mess. <laughs> like, dude, we're just going hard. And I end up knocking him out in the third round. But, dude, he was piecing me up. Yeah. He was landing a lot of good shots. They Dang. weren't crazy hard. Nothing that I was like, ah, he's going to put me out. But I hit him with something. I'm like, dude, I can put him out. Yeah. I can put him out. Third round comes in, push off, one, two, bink, bink, just psh, drops. Drops, huh? So it's like, dude, that's the more that I, the more that I did, the more I think about it. And I want to, I want to be healthy when I'm older. I don't want to be talking all weird and yeah, freaking man. getting some weird lingos going in my mind and yeah. <laughs> doing some weird stuff because I got a brain trauma, you know? Yeah. Yeah, brain, I've seen brain trauma um, on CT scans, and you, you're you just like, dude, there's not much you can do once it's there, and it's there. Yeah. Sorry, man. Like, there's, there's, right now, there's no regeneration of brain tissue. You know, once it dies out, it's... It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. And it's scary. It's scary to see people... Um, and, and it's not, it hasn't been fighters. I haven't like, I scan fighters. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, these are just folks, um, you know, they're all of a sudden having issues remembering things and their family brings them in and you can see where yeah. it's happening and it's like, oh man. Yeah. And so. Yeah, Cause uh, I've heard that a lot, like it, for obviously like football players and stuff. They right? have it the worst uh, cause they get, they're freaking just running at each other like trains all day Boom. for our Boom. entertainment every day, you know, and people complain, well, they get paid. Like, you know, they're probably going to have medical bills that for the rest of their lives, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that are millions people of are dollars. Have to take care of them. Yeah. 
uh, just because they get hit in the head so much, dude. Yeah. It's frightening. Yeah. At least you guys are uh, expanded out. Yeah, you're so not you're fighting. taking damage in your legs, in your body, yeah. in your arms. And, and fights your, aren't every Sunday. They're not every yeah. Sunday. They're every couple months, maybe, if you're lucky. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, it can be rough for that bit. And, dude, I've seen some fights where I'm like, do that, dude. He's going to have some brain trauma. Yeah. Look at Muhammad Ali. Have you seen him? Dude, mm. he can't remember anything. With he the, just shakes and just the, the sad. If I recommend any fight to you to watch, it's Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. All right. That is a fight that at the end of that fight, you're like, dude, that dude's got brain trauma. That dude's got brain trauma for sure. Dang. I wonder or, if they're going to start limiting like head hits for that reason. No way. No, no. No? Never. Fair enough. But that's what you're doing right trying to knock each other out but, that's true but that's they true. do i think the refs do a decent job of stopping it like when they see someone's hurt but more importantly like for that fight he saw the way the fighter reacted when he got hit and the fighter was gonna stay in it but the ref's like no dude you're not okay like yeah. you know and sean o'malley versus chris mutino that just happened same deal that yeah. dude probably got some head trauma out of that fight, you know, took a lot of hits, made some bank doing it. Sure. I'll happily do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but dude, for sure. Like I, those two fights, watch those back and you'll be like, yeah, for sure. Trauma, head trauma. Man. Yeah. I worry about stuff like that. I look at these dudes. I'm like, <laughs> whoa. And it's not because I don't think, it's something they wanted to do, but I don't know, man. I don't know if it's old age and you start to learn a lot more things. And I guess I see it a lot. Um, and you just go, man, I don't, you know, you, like you said, you start to stay more healthier. You start to eat better. You, sure. uh, you, uh, you do things for, to keep your memory strong. You take, uh, uh nootropics and stuff like that. Yeah. Have you tried alpha brain? You into mm. that? I'll give you some. It's a nootropic. It helps with memory and things like that. Uh, Joe Rogan is a big, I don't know if you're a fan of him or not, but yeah, uh, his company on it, on it. Uh, they, they, that stuff is great. As silly as it sounds, I'm like, this isn't going to do anything Yeah, for your memory. I have a good memory anyway, so I don't really take it, but I've noticed when I do take it, it's like even sharper. Yeah. And it's not like a stimulant where you're like, <laughs> yeah, I do a bunch of stuff, you know. I got, I got, I got. You know, you're not tweaking. You just catch yourself going, "Oh yeah, I remember that." And you're like, "What? What the hell?" So maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I need some <laughs> nootropic in my life. Uh, it wouldn't be the worst thing, just because if you are taking some hits in the head, then I, yeah, you know, no, you want to sure. keep your brain. If your brain and heart go, yeah, those it's are a the two things. Yeah, those are the two main things, right? You can do anything. In life, trucking through if you don't have an arm, if you don't yeah, have a leg, yeah. you see it. You see it in the Olympics, All the, the time. Paralympics, right? Yeah. But if you don't got that brain, you don't got that heart. Yeah, you're kind of, it's, it's kind of done. a done deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, my friend, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for giving me your time. Thank you talking. so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, appreciate you where here. can people find you if you want them to so, find you? <laughs> yeah. So my Instagram right now is Joe Gonzalez X fifty three. Um, 
changed it up a little bit because of the okay. police thing, right? Sure, I was like, sure. Ah, I don't want my name out there. But Can't be Joe Hunt. Like, but oh, now, police, police enforcer. <laughs> <laughs> but, now, but now I'm at the point where now I have to really sponsor myself as a fighter. So now yeah. I'm going back to now. It's like, you know what? Whatever. I don't care. Like, yeah. I don't care. Um, so Joe Hunt Ruby on Facebook or Joe Gonzalez X53 on Instagram. Um, quick shout out to Rockwell watches huge sponsor for me johnny's a really good dude like i said he supports uh first responders great guy um damage plan mma podcast they're one of my sponsors as well they make these shirts awesome hashtag do damage yeah um water and wellness out of mill creek always keeping me hydrated super good dudes water tastes the best their water is wet as i always say oh, there's always that argument <laughs> is water wet their water Dude, is wet. Their water is wet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. CBD revolutionaries. No, you're a CBD fan. Good. Yeah, so I take some THC-free CBD, so some creams and uh, yeah. some oils and stuff, and it's helped a lot of my injuries. Good, good. Um, Tyler, Tyler um, out there, super good dude, is always supporting me. Coming back to this last fight, he freaking came out of his way to come drop me off some stuff, and he's like, hey, dude, for recovery week, you know, right before yeah. you fight, take this. You do ice baths? You into that? I, I would, I did cryo for a uh, while. Not the same. No. Uh, cryo I, I is a hearing, hack. I keep hearing that. And I've never taken ice baths, but I hear it's great for you. Dude, I got a whole setup if you want to try it one day. Um, I do, you know, you've ever listened to Wim Hof? You the know Wim Hof him? method. Yeah. So you load up on I your would, breathing and you jump yeah. in that bath and you just. I, I was taking cold charge for a long time doing that stuff. And okay. that's surprising how much that actually helps. Dude, it helps tremendously. So much. So much. Um, if you ever want to do it, man, I got. It's nothing spectacular, but water, if it works, ice. It works. You sit out there and, and you just <laughs> meditate and look out in the sun. It's a game changer. Yeah, so if after no. your fight, you want to come over. I appreciate it. Yeah, Thank dude. you very much. Uh, it, I started doing it for. Uh, just mental health overall, just muscles and things like that. And my mind couldn't be any sharper. No. Couldn't be any more happier. It's good. It's a, it's so weird how much you're afraid of the cold, but once you start getting involved with it, it's actually probably the best medicine out there. I was like walking out of the gym, yeah. shorts and a tank top in the winter. Yeah. And I was, and, and I did not get sick ever. Yeah. You hardly, um, you feel great. Yeah. I always yeah. felt energized. I felt uh -huh. good. Didn't get sick walking out of the gym freaking tank top in the shorts sandals yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like dude who is this guy yeah, who's this crazy <laughs> job freaking blizzard out there <laughs> this is a place to do it man i can't wait for winter this year because yeah. i'm gonna be doing it a lot yeah just because dude it's so good yeah. it's so good yeah we'll check folks check them all out um check out his sponsors really great people and just check him out i'll link everything in the video description so they can find you yeah see where appreciate you're, it yeah and um Thanks again, man. Thank you. And we'll, we'll hopefully you. do this again in the future. Yeah, definitely. All Thank right. you. All right. Thanks, my friend. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace.